The Fix. Yes! Well, this is me, the man representing for Zachary Arden. Now, this rhythm was produced by Jeremy Arden. Some boy not understand what this is. This is music. And if you don't understand, feel it. Zaka. Zau. Zaka. Who got the keys to my mouth? Oh my, niggas, them sugar, so can I rush? Pause with the keys to my truck. Oh my, I quit the girls, them lucky. Ready, 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 ready. Yeah. People, welcome back to the Fix Podcast, episode 182. It's your boy Nara here with. Ari and Wow, Ari's here. Ari? Ari's here. Oh, In spirit. Yeah. She's not back as yet. She's not Naro. back as yet. Yeah. Is that my subconscious admitting that I miss her? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yes. And Ari, she'll be back soon. Is it because we recorded the radio show earlier this week? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Anyways, it's about now here with Javi. Woohoo! Just Javs. Yeah. All right. No rings would have run her after she asked me if I like be good. I, 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 I immediately asked her to tender in her resignation. You'll no longer be seeing or hearing from one Rene Moncrief oh, ever gosh. again on this platform. It's horrible. At least a week suspension, at least. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, we do have a special guest join us for this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Let me get all the titles right. Hold on. Get it right. <laughs> Investment management expert and music producer, founder and executive chairman of Delta Capital Partners, former deputy director of tourism, group Ash. chief executive, executive officer of SSL Growth Equity Limited, former selector, Producer, I said that already. <laughs> Board member Jampo, just get that one there a while ago. Justice of the Peace. <laughs> <laughs> As well. JP. Did you see that one? <laughs> Am I leaving anything out? No Sounds comment. Sounds just about right. No comment. Zachary Arden. Other than still select and ready to kill us all. See there, all right, all right, all right. Zachary Arden, the building people. There we go. <laughs> Hold on, let me drop the stadium applause here. Yay. Hold on. For the Why people that the audience, hold on, no, I'm not finding it. <laughs> there we go, 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 there we go. <laughs> For the people who may be just listening to this, the audio files are out there. Mm-hmm. No, this is not Jeremy Harding. <laughs> they may sound like it. They are relatives, though. They are brothers. His brother. His brother is here in the building. Indeed. Bless up. Respect, man. Great to be here, Thanks a lot. So we have all the things to talk about. You, you ready to talk about several things? Born ready. All right. <laughs> First of all, for the people who might not know your story, mm-hmm. they might not say, oh, that brother who not have a on the fix and rated. Him look rich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell them of your story, of your involvement in music, you know, from back in the day, or from the early days, I should say. Sure, so... As kids, our parents sent us to Jamaica School of Music. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people wouldn't really know, but we actually started out learning music. 
um, legitimately. Um, I played drums. I played steel pan. I played trumpet. I played drums too. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man. Um, my brother played keyboard, guitar, flute. So we both sang in the choir, like proper like musician, musician. We used to mm. have a band and stuff. Um, after that, now started having parties as a teenager. Really wanted to get into the craft of DJing because sometimes I wasn't always pleased with like how DJs would play the songs mm. and I knew what I wanted to hear. So my brother was a DJ in Montreal at the time. He used to play on CKUT radio in, Mon in um, uh, Montreal for McGill University. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to learn how to DJ. So I started DJing and then from there, it was just all uphill. I mean, I just, I love music. Uh, but in particular, I've just always had a love and a passion for dancehall music. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I listen to other genres and stuff. I mean, I, I don't really listen to like rock or heavy metal or nothing like that. But <laughs> like a hip hop, like R&B, whatever, tolerate some soak of. It has kind of grown on me. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like a fungus though. But, <laughs> wow. Um, me no. hate it. Yeah. It's not I my thing. To me, when me get older. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Just playing music for people and knowing that the girls like it, I kind of just yeah. get accustomed to it. Mm. The thing is, I can I can manage it in like yeah bits and pieces. Exactly, yeah. and one or two songs are you know tolerable. Yeah. But for me, it's just always been about reggae and about dancehall in particular. I mean, as a kid growing up, we just had every single Bob Marley album, Peter Tosh album in the house, mm. physical yeah. vinyl. Um. And you know what? I'm just thinking about it, where this soca thing came from. You know that song, Raga, 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 and take his red plastic bag? All of them sound like that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't know that one. All right, research it. Basically, it's a Trini guy saying that all dancehall songs mm. sound the same. Mm. And so he's mocking dancehall and saying, Raga, Raga, yeah, Raga, 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 oh. Raga, Raga. Mm. And when I heard it, I was just I like, really yo, what is this dude up to? Like, why mm. is he this in the genre? So from then, I just kind of had a thing with Soka. But anyway. <laughs> Probably that's where RDX got. Yeah, the yeah, same like, melody. Yeah, Could yeah. be. So, yeah, just been loving the music since then. Um, Jeremy was in, in Canada. I was back in Jamaica. I was kind of the guy in the streets playing sound. I was playing football, major league football at the time for Shortwood. Mm. And so I was always in communities playing music mm -hmm. and always meeting people that were like, yo, I'm a DJ, I'm a singer. And I say, you know what? I'd love to play my role in trying to be a part of the industry and mm. trying to get good music out there. Jeremy is like the ace producer, schooled in music production, etc. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he was falling back to Jamaica and he said, yo, let's, let's try and do something together, partner up. And I said, yeah, let's let's start a record label because I have artists and mm. you can produce. Mm -hmm. So he said, um, I have no problem. Just think of a name. And then when I touch down, then we'll, you know, get it going. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it. thought was like uh, Harding, Harding Brothers, <laughs> two Harding Brothers, <laughs> too hard, too mm. hard records. Mm. Yeah. So that's how the name Two Hard Records came about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your, your, your brother... At uh, the story, you know, involving our music, it's mm. very similar to my brother. Okay. Me and my brother. Isn't because we, he him received actual schooling in music as well. Mm. Like me, basically, I learned from him how to play a drum and everything. And even we had ideas of opening up a production company and all them things. They would just right. never get around yeah. to it. But yeah. 
Yeah, man. Well, it would have been. I'm sure it would have been a a big hit because with your sort of take on 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 real aspects of the music and mm -hmm. artists and stuff like that, and you keep it real. Like that's one of the things I respect about the show. Like there's no going around. You know, Give you dance. just keep it real. <laughs> we try to. Yeah, and it's necessary because a lot of time people feel like they have to always just say the right thing at the right time rather yeah. than just tell the truth, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, we set up the label and set up at Built a Studio at 8 Jackson Road and that's where the magic happened. That's where Beanie Man voiced Sim Simo. That's mm -hmm. where Elephant Man voiced Logan. That's where Sean Paul voiced Baby Girl. Yeah, yeah. That's where Vegas voiced Nike or like, you know, the list goes on and on. All of those songs were produced by Jeremy at 8 Jackson Road. Were you present for all of those songs? Uh, most of them, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the most interesting story you can tell us, like from <laughs> anywhere I'm saying we've been producing them? So, I'd be surprised year, if it's anybody but Elephant Man. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the year would have been um, 94 in the studio. Um, Beanie Man was at the studio, King Addis was in the studio. Mm. Um, Babyface, and my role was to voice Sim Sim on dub for Addis, because Jeremy was like voicing people all day long. And mm -hmm. I was like the like apprentice in the studio, you know, learning. So I was like, yeah, man, go on, man, you know, voicing. I said, you sure? I said, yeah. What so, age was this? Well, I, I would have been like 18. 18. Right? So I'm being a man at that time. I mean, it's the absolute peak of his career, mm -hmm. right? So he's up at the studio. Addis is there. Addis is like, you know, a sound that I idolize. So I go in the studio, set up everything, check, check, mic, whatever. I say, yeah, man, all right, DJ, run it. Punch it. Beanie Man voiced the wickedest version of Sim Sima on dub, other than the version that I have. Of course. Um, <laughs> for Addis, one take. Mm. No cutting, no stopping, no start again, no punch, no nothing like that. One go. Right, one yeah. go, right? Mm. And I was like, yo, that, that's the wickedest dub plate I've ever heard in mm. my life. Take off headphones, rest it on the thing, come around into the studio now to listen back to it and I press play. Silence. Wow. <laughs> Silence. Jaja, ja, one but of them thing there. One of them thing that up to now, I don't know what happened. It just never record. Wow. And I never be the man, be the man turn and say, Is it you? You are in. You need to learn up the studio thing a little bit. You're not ready for this production thing yet, you know. So better you go and learn it up like Wow. I was nearly in tears, literally. So that, that was wow. uh, devastating. But, uh, you know, rose to the occasion and voiced him again. And was it as was good happy. as that first one? It was not. It was not. Wow. Yeah. Was it one take? Yeah. No, it was a couple of takes this time. Oh. I think the vibes from yeah, broke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibes broke, man. The studio vibes broke. So, yo, John, oh, dog, what kind of you? And, and that time, you know, you have to realize we were the first studio to be recording to computer mm. in the Caribbean. Whoa. So the studio is called Hard Sound mm. because of a hard drive and Harding Brothers recording to a computer. So people would come in there and like be like, yo, where's the tape machine? Like, where's the reel to reel? Like, they don't understand. We're like, no, recording to computer. Mm. To computer. So how you, how you going to get the tape to play it? Well, no, it's on the hard drive. 
So we were the first, but that's what that's what Jeremy studied overseas. Mm. So worse people were confused because then the voice was just like lost in this little box <laughs> yeah. that couldn't play back. But anyway. And then Beanie probably said that damn hard that new sit there when I found new exactly. fuck. Yeah. What is yeah. exactly. <laughs> new style? Yeah, so. From there on, what was the next big success you would say for from the studio for you guys? Um definitely Sean. Mm. Paul, um, I used to DJ at this place called Raphael's um, in Ligony and Sean was there and he would sing and DJ also. Mm -hmm. And I knew him through school days, but we weren't really like good, good brethren like that. Mm. But there was a mutual respect and then we started to collaborate and I took him up to the studio. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we started voicing dub plates, Renaissance, Travelers, you know, Addy, Stone Love, <laughs> HMV, etc. Syndicate, yeah. of course, big sound. <laughs> and... We've, we then voiced Baby Girl, right? Mm -hmm. And that was the first song that really started to like catch people's attention. Mm. Uh, so I was DJing on the road, so I would travel. I'd go to Miami, I'd go to New York, Atlanta, and I'd physically go, this might sound like some old man thing, but I'd physically go with the 45s <laughs> mm. that we would have gone down to Dynamics or Sonics to get pressed physically put the labels on the records wow. and I'd travel with that. No worry, no, I got so much older than Jeremy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I'd hand them out. Like we'd go out to the dances and play or go to the radio stations mm. and the promos and hand them out. Mm. And then people would see the number on the label, which was a number where Jeremy lived at 8 mm. Jackson Road and then they'd call. And they'd be like, hey man, this kid, Sean Paul, he's really dope. Like we'd love to book him for a mm. show. And then Jeremy would be like, uh, all right, just send like, a grand and a plane ticket. All right, man, cool. And then that just went from like send 50 grand and mm. like 10 business class tickets. Mm. And, you know, Jeremy managed them and they won a bunch of awards together and did really, really wow. well. So, so what aspect of the management did you handle? I was on the ground initially. So mm. I was a street guy. I would have been like the street promoter guy. But I, I was actually Sean's manager initially. Mm. Kimani Robinson, who founded RETV, um, he and I were brethren's from high school. We used to have a party called Groove, Groove in the Hills. Mm -hmm. And that was like one of the first shows that Sean performed at. Mm -hmm. uh, Wayne Marshall was on the show too, a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. um, Rick and Lace performed on the show. And yeah. so I was kind of like the guy in the streets pushing the artists. So that's mm -hmm. how it started. But then Jeremy's who really managed them and, you know, carried them to the higher heights. But if I ask you, what happened with the football career? Still play, but um, got injured, tore my ACL, had oh. surgery. It's never the same after ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, but I still play, you know, just for fun with friends and stuff. But Masters League. Played Masters League for quite some years though, but yeah. Actually. Yeah. Wow, uh, man, actually. I make that as a job. I actually play Masters League, yeah. So we're ready for Golden League. Yeah, I want to yeah, everyone just make the ball do the work. No? Yeah, man, yeah exactly, of course. No? Yeah, yeah, I'm eight play against you. Knock it off. And, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wise and smart. <laughs> I'm try to get this out of here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's over for you now. Yeah, no, 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 no. May I get there, may I get there. <laughs> so you went to Jamaica School of Music and, yeah. you know, you did the DJing thing. But how, I want to know, like, the transition. So you did music, but what else? All right. What and really happened is sorry to cut you, but yeah. like your parents were they okay with you like being a DJ and yes and no. Mm. Um, I would say initially no, right? Mm -hmm. So Jeremy kind of set the trend because Jeremy's much smarter than me. He's like academically gifted, like a really smart guy. Mm. Um, was at McGill University doing you know chemical engineering, mm -hmm. and um, decided that he was leaving after his third year. 
and he was going to go to Trebas Institute of Recording Arts and do music production. Mm-hmm. My parents were kind of like, what are you doing? Like you're at McGill, which is like an Ivy League school basically in Canada. My dad yeah. went to McGill. And so they were a little disappointed and we couldn't understand this music thing. Mm-hmm. Then I thought after that, now I'm going to do law. So I go to law school. My dad is a lawyer. So they're like really happy. And then after a year, I was like, yeah, you go this, disappoint them yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this law thing not really working for me at all. How long were you at law school? One year. Just a year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for years two and three, you have to go to Barbados. That's mm-hmm. how the campus is set up. And the thought of going to Barbados at the time just didn't really appeal to me. And as, as I said, I was in the streets, I was having parties and I was promoting and stuff. So I didn't want to leave to go under that. Um, so I started a marketing company and I would do promotions for other brands and other people. Mm-hmm. And then did that for a while, but then met the love of my life, wifey, Tamara. Um, <laughs> got married at 21. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was like, okay, the studio thing, late night thing, bagaman, weed smoking, vibes, <laughs> I can't come home with that. So um, we had our first child at 21 and I had to get a real job. Now, prior to that, I went to my father and I told him like the law school thing wasn't for me. And I have to give my dad props because most people would think that, you know, he'd have been like upset and disappointed and stuff. Yeah. I guess maybe Jeremy kind of got that out of the way for me. <laughs> <clears throat> but my dad said to me, he was like, son, I'd never want you to do something to make somebody else happy. Mm. I want you to do whatever makes you happy. But whatever it is that you choose to do, just give it 150%. Be the well, best at it. Mono, was it that you saw that it wasn't going to work? You never did feel it? Or it was more that you saw that there was this music thing that could really no, the, happen for you? The music thing was more of a passion. Mm. I mean, I, I was interested in music and promoting and entertaining. But right. I mean, I was 18 years old at the time. I didn't really mm. know how I'd make a, a business or career out of music. Mm. Mm. So it wasn't that for me with the law, it was like, okay, this is cool. This is good to know, but I can't see myself doing this for the next 50 years of my life as my job. Mm. So why am I going to spend four years studying it just to say, oh yeah, I got my LLB and I'm qualified. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then in those four years, maybe I could have done something else, like started a record label. Mm. (laughs) Right? So um, I'm somebody who... I'm very moved by what I feel passionately about, Mm. right? So I don't really take too much talking with certain things. If I believe that a certain direction is the right route to go, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pursue that, right? Because I always look at other people that have created, invented, started, initiated, developed Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, before them, it didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. So somebody had to get up and say, yo, I'm going to be the first person to do it. Mm-hmm. And if this, if that's the case, then why not me? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And you recognize this from early too. Like, yeah, that's good too. Sly, I think, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I rate lawyers. And I mean, in a way, there's there's a part of me that wish that I'd finished it just to, to have certain knowledge. It wasn't really about getting a piece of paper, mm-hmm. but because of my current career, which is really in finance, um, I end up doing a lot of legal related stuff and reading a lot of contracts and mm-hmm. understanding about mm-hmm. contracts and corporate law right. and finance and stuff. But, you know, we have people that were paid to do those things. So, so after there. you started your family, what was the next step for you? Just working. My first job as a bellman at Crown Plaza Hotel. 
Abdelman. Yeah. That was their first job. Yeah. And how was it? It was great. Um, I mean, at the time, it was it was difficult because I worked on shifts, so it was like late night work and mm. stuff. Pay wasn't particularly great, um, but I had I had you know good people. I, I got along with the people that I worked for, and it was a new opportunity. But most importantly, um, I learned humility from mm. being in that job. Yeah. So I, I'm not the guy that like, oh, you know, daddy sent me and I went and I got like a managerial role at the bank and then I just worked. That wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. I was, I just went and I found a job because my dad was like, all right, well, you left school, go find a work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I could get because I didn't have any qualifications. So I was carrying people's bags at Crown Plaza. Was there any offers from dad to, you know, maybe set you up in a better job or no, better job situation? Not. No. Mm. He was no, just like, <laughs> yeah, you've left school, if you figure it out, mm. right? Uh, and, and not in any malicious way, but he was just like, yo, you need to sort out yourself. I can't, I can't make it happen for you. Yeah, You're not a baby anymore. Not a baby anymore. Mm. I was married, had a child, had a daughter, my mm. first daughter, Tori. Okay. So for me, I had to, I had to provide. I had mm. to, I had to go to the supermarket and buy food and diapers and those things. So yeah. no matter what, it could have been construction. It could have been a garbage man. It don't matter. I, I, I was doing it because I had a family that I had to take care of. Exactly. Right. So no, no, nothing in it at all. And then from there, I got introduced to go to an advertising agency to apply for a job. And I did. And I went and I did the interview and I landed the job. And that's how really my career in marketing started. Mm. Um, mm. And then I worked in marketing for, you know, 15, nearly 20 years, different, different roles from deputy director of tourism, special advisor to the minister, as head of marketing at Wisinko, um, conversion Titles, development I forgot management, to mention. red stripe, <laughs> more slashes. Yeah, worked in advertising, two ad agencies, and then I eventually owned my own ad agency. So I, I mm. spent a lot of time in advertising. How mm. you got your experience in marketing? Like you did a course in? No, street street yeah. mm-hmm. just reading books and self-taught in a way just mm-hmm. being mentored by other people right. did any of the, the things that you learn while you know street promoting help you in in that regard mm-hmm. right so it's funny that you asked that question i've told this story before but um i'll share it with you i was on a flight once being interviewed by a journalist mm-hmm. and at that time i was like Burning up the road with marketing. I mean, Smirnoff Ice, Guinness, Red Stripe, Red Stripe Light, Tanqueray, Ocean Spray, you know, Coca-Cola, Water, all of those brands I was mm. managing. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't really stop to think about why I seem to be doing well at it. Because mm. I don't have no degree in marketing, mm-hmm. you know, but I love the road. And she asked me, she was like, what do you think is like the key to your success? Mm-hmm. I was like, First of all, I didn't really think about myself as being successful, right? But she was like, well, you've done X, Y, Z. She's like, what do you think led to that? And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? It's from being a DJ. (laughs) And literally she was like, I don't understand. What do you mean from being a DJ? And I said this, which I share with people all the time. As a DJ, Mm -hmm. I'm continually reading a crowd or target market Mm-hmm. to position a product or service which is a song right to get some sort of buy-in response which is really as we'd say a forward mm-hmm. bah, bah, bah. Mm-hmm. right so i was <laughs> doing it without really realizing it so by playing music you're naturally sort of marketing and selling 
to people, but you're selling an intangible. Yeah. I'm actually selling a vibe. I'm yeah. selling an energy. I'm selling an emotion to get people to react. And they react by dancing, by putting their hands in the air, by busting a gunshot, whatever it is. And that's how you connect with people on an emotional level mm. through music. Mm-hmm. Well, you've recently spoken about uh, making a massive capital injection in dancehall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to you know, outline the blueprint of what this investment would look like. Sure. Um, still being developed, but for me, what has happened is that we have lost the quality in the music, mm. right? Um, I was at a hotel the other day and I played a Bob Marley song and I was thinking to myself, I said, how is it every single time I hear a Bob Marley song, it sounds just as good as the last time. There's never a time where you hear a Bob song and you're like, yo, tired fear, no woman will cry. You know? It just... <laughs> Every time you hear it, you're like, yo. Mm-hmm. And you start singing along. Start singing along. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Quality of the music, mm. the production. It sound good on an iPhone or a Samsung, mm-hmm. and it sound good on a big, stinking, dirty sound system mm. with bass rum- rumbling and thumping in your chest. <laughs> Quality of production. Not as many dancehall songs today have that quality production. Mm. The writing has changed, mm-hmm. right? When you go way back in the day, some of the first early dancehall artists, lyrically it was entertaining. You could follow along. There was a storyline. Mm-hmm. There was kind of like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. You know, you could, you could, there was humor in it or it was teaching or motivating you with something. Yeah. We still have great dancehall songs today. I'm not knocking dancehall the genre. I'm a lover of dancehall. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the quality of some of the songs, they suck. Mm. They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not being played on radio like, you know, internationally. One or few might make it through, yeah. but it's not like one time where like, you know, BET was calling Elephant Man to come and perform because he had just like this song that everybody wanted to hear about. Mm. That's not happening as much anymore. So for me, it goes back to the quality of production and writing. So in terms of the blueprint, that would be my starting position. Right? Mm. If, if, I mean, if I was to make it up now, I'd be like, all right, you know what? I'll just take some money, pull together a camp of who I think are the baddest producers, historically, most recently, mm-hmm. and futuristically. Because you have some people that are doing their thing now that they have an air, and they'd have a, a certain sensibility about what the younger generation would like yeah mm-hmm. but they would need guidance in terms of how to create a song and how to structure a song mm-hmm. so i'd get the producers together and i'd be like yo we're just gonna produce 500 songs and basically drown out the rubbish that is out there hmm. because right now producers are having a hard time making any money because back in the days you produce a song, you license it to VP or Greensleeves, you got a check for 50,000 US dollars and you're good for the year. Mm-hmm. So you kind of put out your one juggling a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not happening anymore because music is essentially free. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, there's really no sales of, well, there is no sales of records. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're streaming. Yeah. yeah. But right now we, we come together now and we, we build up something on Fruity Loops on the computer and new voice and stuff mm-hmm. and we push it out there. It's digital. Once it go on YouTube, a man have it, him can play. There's no sale of records. Yeah. 
So then it's a disincentive to the producers because that's how the producers used to make money. And then now what a lot of them used to do is produce the records and then manage the artists. When the artists go on tour, mm -hmm. they make money off of the touring. Yeah. But then now half of them can't travel because nobody can't get no visa. <laughs> <laughs> mm. so, how, so how do you as a producer make yeah. money in the music business? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a challenge. Do you think that all of these things <clears throat> is a part of the reason why, in your opinion, that the sound and quality has diminished? Definitely, definitely. Mm. I, I, and I mean, you know, as I said, we, 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 my brother Jeremy really started the production to computer mm. era. He was the first to mm. do it and perhaps still the best to this day, right? But after that, everybody with a laptop was a producer. Mm. You no longer needed to know how to play drums or keyboard or get a man to come in and you know play online. bass or whatever. It's, it's somewhat of a, it has become a blessing and a curse in a sense. Blessing and a curse. Yeah. So you can produce much faster, mm. right? And you can you can tune things to get a particular sound. But you you tell me you name the, the last baddest rhythm that you can think of in dancehall. Uh, something produced by Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, them Mira uh, uh, produce, produce the baddest rhythms right now. Shout out Dynasty Records. Mm. Right. right. What, what's the name of the rhythm? Yo, them rhythms, them, like rhythms in general, I'm not, and this is no disrespect because I know some of them right. rhythms, mm. but like rhythms in general even has become, like the name naming uh, of them, it, it has become harder to remember. Right. Yeah. Which is, that's the point that I'm making. Yeah. Because it doesn't really matter. Nobody's My saying that. My letter to rhythm. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my little theory. Yeah. Remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Right. But but gone are the days when you'd have like, okay, well, there's slang tang, there's punani, there's real rock, there's mm. whatever, there's fairness, there's real rhythms. Right, rhythm, because yeah. it, it was about the rhythm. Mm -hmm. Right? So a producer produced a bad rhythm, and then people would line up outside the voice on that rhythm. Those days have changed. So everything mm. evolves. We can't be doing the same thing, you know, 30, 40 years mm -hmm. later. Yeah. But there's not a lot of songs that you can really point to to say like, yo, that track is amazing. It's just more like, yo, the song kind of vibes and it have a little buzz still and the lyrics mm. kind of catch it. But in terms of the actual song, it, it's not the same. So what you think, what do you think is missing? Like, because you say that the quality is poor. Yeah. So is it that they're missing the storytelling element or they're focusing on one thing too much? All right, so it's everything combined, mm. right? Um, it's like if you are, a, if you are, if you are a fashion, if you are a tailor, right? Mm. And your thing is you're a designer, and your thing is you make suits. Mm -hmm. It's not to say like, yo, well, you know, the suit kind of bad still, but you don't know the pants like a little bit loose or that tie don't really go. It's just overall, if the mm. package isn't right, you're gonna look and say like, that's you, it's a poorly made suit. Mm. right so i can't in like the specifics of it right i can't really pinpoint a specific but it's just how the song is composed mm. it's not just about going online and and first of all let me not say half of a lot of the producers nowadays they aren't actually making the music themselves yeah they buy a beat online mm. made by somebody somewhere else. Yeah. And then they go and find them bad artists and then voice on it. Yeah, and put so, it under so their not, production, production name or label. Put it their production sounds. name. Yeah. So it's not the same. Like we're not in the studio now collaborating and listening. Yo, 
Yeah, man, I like that phrase, but don't don't play it in two four, play it in four four. Actually, you know what? producing, producing, yeah. mm. you know, adjusting the sound, the tonality of the sound, the frequency. When you say German studio, mm. it's like Mission Control at NASA. Mm. <laughs> the way his thing is set up. I mean, he's like looking at frequencies and adjusting frequencies because he knows how it's gonna sound on a laptop as well as how it's gonna sound in the club. A lot of people don't know, yeah. but. All of them little things that add up, you know, in what makes a song a good song, a good song, and why people like a song. Like them little things. Mm-hmm. When know? you hear it, that's and that's why I go back to Bob. And obviously there's a million examples. Those guys spent the time to tune the sound a particular way. Mm-hmm. So whether you're hearing your Bob on your laptop or on a big sound system, it sound good. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs now, mm-hmm. if you were to just play it on your phone, you're just like, okay, I don't get it. You have to go out to hear it to be like, oh, I hear the bass now. I couldn't really hear it when that's, I played it on my phone. That is true. Right? That is because true. It's, not, it's not constructed and produced in a way mm. where the frequencies can be spread across all different applications. So it's not even just the artists alone, like the producers actually producers, exactly. have a lot mm. to do with it. Right. And then now you get to the artists where some of them are just writing some fuckery. They're, they're, it's not, it's <laughs> like, and I mean, there's a place for fuckery too, don't get there me wrong, is. right? Mm. You go back in time, there's only for dance all that was just gimmicks and mm-hmm. foolishness. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's fun and it's entertainment. But I still not finding sometimes a quality in the writing across the board. I mean, mm. you have some bad artists, you have like I mean, like Busy Signal, I don't know. Obviously, still Sean up to this day. Bounty Killer for me. I mean, Cartel. Those people, their songs themselves are still like, as Cartel would say, their man lyrically inclined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But you do have others that are coming up and you're listening to it and you're just like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what it's saying. I can't even hear what, what it's trying to say to me. There's there's like no a, there's like a accent because me know why you fall into a category of people that we'll have up here. Uh, of old farts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people say, you're, you're just old, <laughs> I have bad mind, yeah. I just not like what you, them, I don't know. Mm. Is there any bright spark that you can point to and say, ah, this is something of the newer generation that I do like and I sure. could see doing something? Sure. Um, I mean, lyrically for me, Skilly Bang. Mm. Right? Lyrically. Vibes-wise, <laughs> intense, mm-hmm. eye water. I mean, even the tune the other day, Joshua and Bounty, I mean, I can hear the potential in mm-hmm. there. So there's tons of youth, Yaksta. I mean, there's tons of people that have, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're good artists. They're, mm-hmm. they're lyrically gifted and they're, they're singing good stuff. And there's a bunch of other people that are singing other stuff. And, and don't, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not, it's not about knocking people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's about keeping it real. Yeah. If, if you're in football, you can't just be like, yo, every baller, you know, talented. It's like, no. These guys are talented. These guys know how to play as a team. Mm. These guys are not ready for Premier League. They can go play corner league. Mm. No offense to them, but they just can't match up to the standard of somebody that's p- playing Premier League. Different they're not levels. physically in the same category. They're not mm. as strong. They're not as fast. They're not as agile. Mm. And it's just reality. It's not everybody that's going to be good at everything. Not as right. disciplined. Not, not as different factors and everything. Exactly. Yeah, because even Ricky Chupa, I don't know if you saw... The whole um, yeah, man. bangarang surrounding him, where they yeah. even happened on the show and interviewed him. Yeah. You know, him talk about how some of them young artists say them can't produce no doubt for killing no sound. Exactly. And, and they, they couldn't, but he was saying if being about to go on stage now, these artists, they couldn't match them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they don't know how to 
as you would say, profound, like a mm. profound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trooper to me, yo, Trooper is a legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Trooper is a, I was listening to Ricky Trooper from 16 years old. Mm. Right? That is 30 years ago. Mm. And it was killing sound from then. Mm-hmm. Right? Man said, been playing sound from him was nine years old. That man is a legend. Like, you can't even, you can't even quantify what he has done for reggae music and for dancehall and there's others like True. him as well you know yeah mm-hmm. um and i don't i don't think he's gotten the, the right recognition and yes he make two missteps and put it on youtube and whatever and visa well so in any um any rated <laughs> right <laughs> but you know aside from that i mean when it comes to like understanding music mm. and knowing music mm. when him start telling about scatter lights and heptones and those, and play, it's clear to see that's that's where i learned about dancehall mm. it's from listening to ricky trooper it's from listening to black cat mm-hmm. right it's from listening to bodyguard it's from listening to four by four exodus it's from listening to lee's sound mm. <laughs> i didn't i didn't learn it listening to like renaissance <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean obviously renaissance we are of the same generation yeah. right? i played for syndicate I learned from those songs, from the troopers of this world. You recently mentioned on an interview about, you know, creating a catalog, that artists out yeah. there need to create a catalog mm-hmm. and that the gun-touting lyrics and songs won't really get them anywhere. It's a thing that we've seen several people speak about, even politicians yeah. uh, speak on. So can you just explain the importance of creating a catalog? Mm-hmm. Sure. So first thing is, there's a place for gun lyrics, mm. right? What I mean by that is, art is also a reflection of life. Yeah. So if you grow up in a garrison, people around you have guns, that's part of the lifestyle around you, and you want to sing about it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, you can choose, people can choose what they want to listen to or not listen to, mm-hmm. right? So I'm never saying to somebody, you can't sing a gun song. That would be as dumb as me saying you can't make a movie with violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, am I going to blame car accidents on the road for Fast and Furious? I don't hear anybody <laughs> saying ban Fast and Furious because you know people are driving on the road and overtaking each other. Mm. It, it's 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 a it's a nonsensical argument, mm. right? So there is a plate. People can express themselves. They're wanting about God and whatever. That's fine. It's been in dancehall. It's been in reggae music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From it started. That's not what I'm saying. Sing your gun songs, whatever. If people like it, they like it. If they don't like it, they don't like it. What I'm saying is, as an artist, if you want to have a career in the music business mm-hmm. and you want to earn a living from singing music, you have to diversify. Mm-hmm. It's no different than me being an investor. I'm not just going to invest in tastes, patties alone. Because what happens if there's a ban on beef or chicken? You know, I might I might want to invest in a few other things. Like Diversify your portfolio. Divert, mm-hmm. right. So yeah. if you're putting it in 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 an analogy of like finance, yeah. diversify your music portfolio. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Mm. Right? Because I, I don't know how much how much gun songs do you want to hear? <laughs> you want to hear some broke out songs and some wine up songs and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if Nara doesn't have that in his catalog, you're not gonna go to his show. Mm-mm. Because then he doesn't have anything to offer you. Remember the same thing I talk about delivering a product or a service yeah. to an audience to get a particular buying or response. Mm. If you don't have that in your catalog to make her feel like she's going to whine and go down there or whatever, she's not coming to your show. 
So therefore you're losing potential revenue stream from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right? So you are not saying be jack of all trades, right? And mass of none. You might have to have a particular brand and your brand might just be dancing songs. Mm-hmm. Right? Ding dong just forward and just like, yo, happiness and vibes. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I just go and talk about girl and dancing and make up some dances. And it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you can zero in on a particular era that 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 matches your brand mm-hmm. right and all i'm saying is i don't see a long-term future in a career for an artist that only wants to sing gunman songs yeah. so suppose the artist believes that the gun songs that those are the only popular songs and um, say oh try conscious music and girl tune but people gravitate towards the gun Yeah, because we've spoken to art. Several artists were yeah. saying things. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, we'll do these type of songs, them not connect. But yeah. we'll do this type of song, you know, are this the people them want to hear from me? Mm-hmm. That's fine. So I would say to them, great, how long is that going to last? Mm. Mm-hmm. Are, are you... Are, and if you can still be around 10 years later singing Gunman song, then great, then do it. Mm. That's fine. Who am I to say don't do that? Mm-hmm. Right? But I've seen many artists come, voice a wicked Gunman tune, Right, shoot a music video with some man behind him with some tall up gun. Yeah. And then two, three years later, you're like, yo, what what that artist's name again? Mm. <laughs> have that song and vanished. Mm. Sometimes for me, I find, at least in my mind, I think that or at least I question their energies that they put into some of these songs that they say they don't, don't that them do and don't work. That's like how point. much energy actually that put, is how much point. if you're a real artist in making these songs exactly good. you're a real artist you're really truly a, a, a writer mm. you are a musician you're delivering a message to people you're mm. creating craft that is going to move people motivate inspire make them think make them assess make them analyze mm-hmm. you you can't write a song about politics mm. <laughs> you, you can't write a song about oppression Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be like, you know, some some guy that that girls are, have to be careful of the amount of wise coming through. My head. <laughs> right? Yeah, we have the wide them ready. We have, we have them ready. Yeah. Don't worry. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're you're trying to position yourself now as a gallus, mm. right? You're a gallus, and you don't have any gal song. How that work? Mm. You're you're really legitimately a gallus and you only have gun song. Mm. And in your music video is just one bag of thugs behind you. And you're a gallus. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I, hate, I, hate yeah. the, I hate seeing I hate seeing the bag of man mm. them behind. In if the me an artist, I would ban men from behind me <laughs> in, in music videos. No man back on me. None. <laughs> I'd ban it. Me yeah. hate see. And, I, you know, there's, again, there's a place for everything, but it's like, it's like people are overdoing it, mm. right? So the fact that we even have to be spending so much time talking about it now, it's mm-hmm. not productive. Mm-hmm. We should be analyzing some new songs and be like, yo, you know, what about this and this song bad? And there was a time where music would, would shift the narrative culturally mm-hmm. and people would start to think differently and be like, yo, I never really thought about things that way. It was that song that inspired me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when Bounty sang that song that really made me think about life in the ghetto and how hard it must be. Mm-hmm. And yes, obviously Bounty is, you know, like the poster boy for gunman songs himself and mm-hmm. he's my artist. But he has been able to show his diversification 
mm-hmm. because he has a catalog. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. He has songs as tributes to his mother, Miss mm-hmm. Ivy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hear no tribute song recently by none of the young artists to their mother. Why? Shensia. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. Authentic. At least one of there. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. With Taurus Riley show out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, and some are doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. But the, 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 the point is, mm. you want to listen. There, let's not let's not go around it, mm. right? A lot of the people that say that they're in the music business are not in the music business, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the people that are being financed to put out a song and shoot a music video and perform and stuff, they're not being financed by their music. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's just the reality. Now, again, it's not new. Mm. Back in the 70s or whatever, when man wasn't in the nowhere, no royalties were coming from, it was was a a man in the community that used to sponsor them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not not like it's anything new, but but now we have to think through, okay, well, how far is that going to take you? Mm Mm-hmm. And yes. start, we have to start calling people <coughs> plants, you know. I think at them we have to start calling plants. <laughs> and people are in, in the music for the music. Yeah. Them just in it for just do a thing and just make some change. Yeah, and, and, and listen, mm. God bless them, right? If that's your thing and you can make a change and you can this is true. buy yourself a vehicle and you can uplift your community and you can help some youths around you and you can put some food on the table. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not no judge. Mm. Right? I'm not a moral authority on things, but I'm just trying to say mm-hmm. as a society and, and specifically as a musical society, Jamaica mm. is powered by and lives on music. Mm. When you're saying about running the Olympics and mash up the stadium and come first, is that dance him doing? Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I don't see many countries doing that. I don't see like, you know, the American guy doing like a windmill. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And says windmill. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so we're powered by music. Mm. Right. So how is it that we can have a country that is so musically rich mm. but economically poor? Mm. Doesn't make sense. You got to trench town? There's like about two hundred prominent people that have come out of trench town. Right, the list of musicians are is long. Anybody yeah. can just Google it. Google artists from Trenchtown. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you see the list. Tall, you'll be like, no, this can't be like a list of people just from Trenchtown alone. This must be like all of Jamaican's musicians <laughs> over the last 30 years. No, yeah. just from Trenchtown alone. Mm-hmm. But yet you go to Trenchtown now. There's no development. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? How do we have an area that is like, you know, one square mile? big mm-hmm. and we don't have a a, a, a a national music museum there for people all over the world to come and marvel and be like wow yeah. this is where the heptones recorded oh this is studio one this is amazing <laughs> right <laughs> <clears throat> we're, we're not we're not paying enough homage to the music we're mm. not giving the music enough credit you're dropping gems here right when people so when true. when people are coming to jamaica okay mm-hmm. fine tourists you're from wherever, Alabama, you want to get out of the cold, you want to fall to the Caribbean and, you know, enjoy some nice beaches and some sunny weather and stuff. Mm-hmm. You could just go to Antigua. Mm. <laughs> Why did I come here? 
Our beach is not any different. It's true. Than Antigua. There's virtually no crime in Antigua, so mm. they don't have to contend with that. Mm-hmm. They have nice pretty hotels over there, same way. Why them risk life and limb to fall here? Why? That's, that is the question. Why they risk life and limb to fall to Jamaica? Mm. And it is because of the energy. Mm. Different. It's because it's a different energy. It's because of the vibe. Mm. Jamaicans are just different. Mm. And we feel it and we see it in our music. It is expressed in our music. Mm-hmm. So they want to come to Jamaica because of Bob Marley. Right, that's where Sean Paul is from, and Shaggy and Shensia and whoever else. Yeah, man. Right, that is a part of it. They want to, they, it's 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 a lot to do with literally like the vibration that they feel when they're in this country. Mm-hmm. You hear people talk about that a lot. The vibration, the feel, mm-hmm. energy from the people. Absolutely, them intangibles that we can't necessarily see, but you feel. You feel it exactly, mm-hmm. and that is the thing with music. Right. Famous artist once said, when music hits you, feel no pain. Mm. Because it gives you a different feeling. If you, if, you even, if you even were to take it to like a, let's take it to like a illogical, a kind of a weird level. Mm-hmm. If you ever look at the practice of yoga, mm-hmm. right? And they talk about in yoga, the seven chakras mm. in the body, right? Mm-hmm. Which are these energy centers, and if you Google it, Google an image of it, you'll see a rainbow. Why for the rainbow? But a <laughs> set of colors. Right. But you'll see a set of colors mm-hmm. that represent the different energy centers. Right. So first of all, and I and I know I'm going like a little bit intense with this, right? Yeah, bro. How do we see how do we see color? The reason why you see red as a color is because the light is being reflected at a particular frequency. Mm. So it doesn't look red in the dark when there's no light. Mm-hmm. It just looks black. You can't yeah. see anything, right? So it's red because it's a, it has a particular frequency to it. Okay, so everything has frequency, right? So if you now look at the music, the music is built on a range of frequencies. Mm. And that's why when you hear a certain reggae song, it moves you in a particular way because the frequency of the baseline combined with the frequency of the mid-range combined with the frequency of the top end, it has a, a, a physiological impact on your body that makes mm-hmm. you feel a particular way. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what's missing in the production, mm-hmm. right? If we were to go back to producing music in a way that it made you have a physical response you ever stand up in front of a, a, a like Stone Love Sound and the bass line, it just make you feel a ways. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just feel like happy. Mm. The bass line just rumbling and you're just like, yo, I just feel happy in life. Mm. <laughs> no matter what is going on. Yeah, when I want them put another bass yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's like drugs because mm. it makes you feel a particular way. Mm-hmm. That is what Jamaica is. That is the energy that we have. And mm-hmm. that is what we need to be putting in the music. How can, well, you're here with your vast knowledge, uh, uh, well, reservoir mm-hmm. of knowledge with business and in the music. How can we turn that into actually helping the people? You know? Like more I know what we can do for actually fix things. Because we need to fix. What, mm-hmm. can, what more can we do? What sure. more is it that you see can be done in helping to fix these things and remedy them. Mm-hmm. 
one of the first things is exactly what you're doing now, mm. which is communicating with people mm. and also publicizing this so that others can hear. Yeah. Right. Back in the days, so go back to the trench on example, the way those government yards were built, they were built in quadrangles and there was a center point where people congregated in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. There was no Internet, obviously. So what did they do? They sat down and they reasoned. Mm-hmm. This is a reasoning that we're having. Yeah. Luckily now, electronically, we can broadcast that to other people and they can also listen in on the reasoning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to interact more, first of all, and talk. So the first thing is you're doing it with this show. Right, you're bringing people on, you're getting them to explain, share their knowledge, share their history, so that there can be dialogue, mm. there can be consultation, there can be consideration where people are thinking and saying, Yo, I remember when I listened to that interview, you know, now I made a really good point, and then you know, the response I never really thought about. So, we have to be thinking it through first, yeah. it's not gonna happen, it's gonna, it's gonna come from us, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's the first thing. Second thing is you have to have some sort of a plan or vision. Mm-hmm. Right, that plan or vision is formulated by doing some amount of research, even if it's anecdotal research. To just say, okay, I'm not talking about like some fancy university research, right? I just say, yeah, you know, yeah. analyze the market. Mm-hmm. What's working? Is dancehall working right now? Mm. Is it quote unquote crossing over and getting people overseas excited? Mm. The answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. So then you say, okay, what's happening now? isn't working that's your first data point that you you you, you almost conclude the study already yeah. <laughs> right so therefore if it's not working then we need to fix it mm-hmm. right okay so then how do we fix it all right well we have to get the best minds together this thing is not going to happen by you know automation mm. it's not going to happen by artificial intelligence and machine learning through a laptop like making a song <laughs> on its own so you have to get the minds together to then say, all right, you know what? Let's try and produce some songs that can actually work. I realize you're making a general point, you know, about dancer, but is it dancer or is it the specific type of dancer that is prevalent now with the younger generation? Like, and trap dancer, like, is is it that dancer that isn't working or dancer in general? I would say it is some of the dancer nowadays that's not working. Mm. I'll give you an example. Delamar, mm. Breeze, mm. right? Okay, Delamar, RDX, them back in the days used to make some bad dancing songs and whatever. They separate Dela doing his thing, big up Dela. He's a big baller, by the way. We play ball together. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so he has stepped out now and he has said, Breeze, okay, cool. It's a concept. Mm-hmm. You know, link up with Energy, them, develop a dance, mm-hmm. and the man is working the song. Mm. He's in the streets. He's pushing it. He's promoting it. Mm-hmm. And then he sent me a message the other day to show me. It was like number one on iTunes chart of, of the day. Mm. Mm. That's a dance hall song. That's not no trap dance hall. That's mm. a dancing dance hall song. So there's still a place for it. It still can work. Mm-hmm. But you have to get the sound right because yeah. some of the songs that people are making and that you might hear play on the corner at a little dance and people are making up a bag of noise, it's not going any further than that. Mm. And in their car. It's not being played on the radio overseas. Mm. It's not charting anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah, for some people, it, the metrics of success has been skewed. Views. 
<laughs> enough people's mind. Like yeah. for them, as long as it the number one pan trending pan YouTube, mm -hmm. from from them ears to them the number one pan this a chart or whatever is like yeah. I am artists are good. Okay, great. But again, <laughs> back to longevity. Mm -hmm. How long is that gonna last for? Mm. Okay, great. It's trending on YouTube now, you know. Nara put out a song, it's a little bit controversial. And WhatsApp it to the 5,000 people in the WhatsApp group and post up on Twitter because I'm at 50,000 followers. So everybody rushes to go to listen to it. Mm. It's going to trend. And comment and say, this, and, this artist has never made a bad song ever <laughs> in life. <laughs> has never disappointed us. Right. So it's, it's going to trend because of mm. that, because that's all digital. That's kind of like a digital following. Mm. Can you still play the song three years from now? Will it work in a party? Mm. Will people care? <laughs> I know when I go out and play, first of all, <clears throat> so I play on the internet uh, most Fridays, 8 o'clock to midnight, right? Mm. Uh, FetDaysIRadio.com. Uh, started by Squeeze, there's about 24 DJs that are on it and we, we rotate and we play on shifts. So every man have like a four hour shift and the ladies too, right? Mm. One of the first times I played, this started during COVID, right? So I... I Dusted off my laptop and I decided <laughs> I'm going to start playing again. Little bit of boredom and people are told me. My sure is on the laptop new. So I started playing. The first night that I played, I played for seven hours straight. Mm. Wow. And all now, I don't touch anything past 2010. Mm. Right? And it's not like I was playing an old hit segment. It's just that there was so much music, so much quality music. Yeah. Right? The comments at the end of the thing, people are like, yo, you never miss once. <laughs> there wasn't a segment where you played like a couple of songs and they were like a little bit weak and then we had to wait for the hype song to go. Every single song for seven hours was a hit. Mm. Right? So there's catalogs of music that are out there. So that Terra Fabulous song, mm. I can still play it now. Mm. And bust a dance and get a forward. Mm. Will you be able to do that with some of the songs that you're hearing now, three months from now? And if you can't, then you really have to assess, well, you know, what's the value of saying that you are trending on YouTube for mm. like two days? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of short-sightedness happening, you know, with for the artists sure. them and with the people them in general. For sure. You know, from them say, oh, a little thing going, oh, hey man, the biggest artist that you know. Yeah, yeah boss. Yeah. Doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I hear certain artists talk about them not, you know, taking a talk from nobody and whatever, and old people thing and dinosaur and whatever. That's great. Mm. Some of these legends have made millions of dollars and bought houses for mommy, daddy, and everybody else. You can't mm. chat to them. You gonna say you not taking any talking from that man <laughs> that has been around for the last thirty years and still getting booked for shows, mm. and you can't get booked for one show. That's what I mentioned. Even your vast knowledge. Is it that you, you actually speak to some of the artists them and talk to them and try to pass on some of that? No. I, I, part of the reason part of the reason is to be honest, I'm not I've not been in the music business for a while. Mm. Right? My brother Jeremy is in the music business. He has produced countless number of hit songs, mm -hmm. managed artists, most famous of them being Sean. Right. I I was in it originally and then I raised my family. Mm. right it's just no and i've always loved the music but it's just no i'm sort of getting back into djing and i'm like yo i miss this and something is missing from the music for me mm. so yo, i 
Yo, every single day or week, there are songs that come out and I'm like, yo, I love that song. That song, Bad Sin, and I'm adding it to my playlist. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the guy that's saying dancehall is rubbish. Mm-hmm. I'm saying dancehall is alive and well. However, it is not where it should be. And so there needs to be an effort to, to I don't want to say get it back to where it's coming from because then you have to, yo, you're going back in, in history. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. how can we take thing. it forward? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of that is you want to help your brother because I feel him tired. I <laughs> feel him personally, physically tired. The circle, the dark circle, him, I didn't get dark. I've seen him. The man is tired of talking. Poor Jeremy. And, uh, the yeah. poor man. <laughs> Yo, you know, that's, that's part of the thing, you know. As a country, we, we will have a hard time progressing if we don't learn from those before us. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not because Jeremy is my brother. Yes, he's my brother. But the man is a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's no other person in Jamaica that you will talk to or interview that understands it as well as he does. Yep. You would have just found that from your own. In- yeah, people will know a little piece here and a little piece that He understands it in a comprehensive way. I find mm-hmm. no other conversations about music more enriching than the conversation they mama have with him. God. Jeremy, yeah. Because he knows, yeah. he knows it. Mm-hmm. He's lived it, he's breathed, he gets it, he understands it. Mm-hmm. Right? So there must be a role now. And yeah, you're right, he's tired and he's tired of talking and not seeing any action and seeing a lot of the foolishness that, that has been going on. So there must be a role now to say like, okay, it's not working the way that it should be. What's the vision? What's the strategy? Mm-hmm. How do we take the music forward? How do we, again, not to go back, go wife at the back, but how do we move forward mm-hmm. in a way that you can now start to see like, wow, we now have a stable of 10 artists that mm-hmm. are making waves internationally, yeah. mm-hmm. that are being booked for big shows that have a catalog, mm. not one song, right? Or one type mm-hmm. of song. Or one type of song. Mm. Let let, let me say it plainly. I'm a promoter. Let's say I'm a promoter. I I used to be a promoter, right? I want to keep a show. Mm -hmm. My goal is to make money from the show, right? So I'm going to use entertainment. I'm going to use music. I'm going to book artists. Artists are going to come and perform at the show and people are going to pay to come and see the artists perform. Mm. I can't just book you because you just only have one song. Because then the show will last like two and a half minutes. Mm. And I, I was going to make a two and a half minutes comment, but I... Anyway. Jobs, you know why I'm talking about. No, no, Jobs, you know I'm sure the ladies would like the show to uh, last good. a little longer than two yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah, no, no, Correct? A little longer would be fine. It would be great. There you go. Right? <laughs> At least a minute more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you want the show to last. So you have to have somebody that has several songs. Mm-hmm. And you can you can be anchoring the show with a particular hit. Because yeah. always you have like one big hit. You're like, yo, I'm booking that artist. That's who's singing this particular song right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But they have to be able to perform for a duration of time. Otherwise, I'm not spending my money to go there for two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? You need catalog. Mm. Okay, great. So you need catalog, you need variety, right? As a promoter, do I want to promote a show that 10,000 men are going to come up and stand up and watch one person perform some gunman songs for half an hour? Absolutely not. Mm. 
Not without a bulletproof vest. Uh-huh. Without a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Worst dancehall music. Mm. Worst in foreign. Yeah, yeah. With some bagger man happy to say, yo, I'm a yardie. Mm. And show up with the machine and make some excitement mm. and whatever. No. So I need to have artists that are going to appeal to ladies. Mm. Mm-hmm. You have to think about that. Because if, if you're an artist and you want to get booked, mm-hmm. You want ladies screaming and tearing and flinging jaws on the stage because that's the promoter is going to book you to get that. I think mm-hmm. studies have also shown that a the woman is more ready for part with their money than the man for God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the mm. women are going to dictate. They're going to say, yo, we have to go to that concert. Mm. Babes, go buy the tickets. Yo, of course. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You, you have a couple of sisters you not want to forward to. Yeah. If the girls are, yeah, I'm not going to that show. Just, songs are dumb. It's stupid. Yo, all right, no problem. And him can't mm. even perform because that's the next thing. Too. And they can't perform. And exactly. it's a bull fest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? So think it through. It's an industry. It's a business. Mm. Forget about the one youth that happens to be sponsored by somebody that wants to put himself out there as a bad man, gone man, and have that one music video. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Let us not use that to paint the image of that's the entire industry because mm-hmm. it ain't. Mm-hmm. Right? Sean Paul is on tour now. Yep. <laughs> the same Sean Paul that I talk about that used to sing at Raphael's when I was DJing at 18 years old and me and Kimani started to work with him and to try and push and promote his career and took him up to the studio at 8 Jackson Road. Mm. Right? That was a long time ago. <laughs> the man is charting now, no. performing now, touring now. Mm. Right? So you have to think about that. What is the strategy, the vision to be able to last and endure as an artist? And I think that's one of the problems that some of the young artists are having now. Like They're not willing to put in the work and to like be patient because they used to everything happening quickly. Exactly. Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So. It's a killer. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a killer. I mean, you hear all the stories about artists back in the days. I used to bleach at studio door. Mm. Just waiting for their one chance mm. for the producer to call him into voice at one song. Mm. Oh, open up studio, gate. Uh, uh, exactly. Gate, uh, right? uh, they had to put in the, the work. Yeah. They had to wait, they had to be patient, they had to tech talking. Mm-hmm. Right? Producer said, no, that don't sound good. Voice at over again. You are style team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Look, it doesn't matter the industry. Everybody has to be able to tech talking at some point in time. True. Mm-hmm. Right? No matter what you're doing, you're a radio show, you know, extraordinaire, journalist, whatever you want to call it. We have to go through right? rookie fears and we have to go through all of them. Exactly. Yeah. And if people start to call and say, yo, Nara, your show is fucker, you know. Mm. It's boring. <laughs> then you go for the, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to bring some strippers up in here, and, you know? <laughs> like change the lighting and start <laughs> talking about something that, you know, honestly, you go for tech talking. Gotta make some changes. Mm. Gotta make some changes. <laughs> tweaks. Mm. Right? So I think the message is for the blueprint, you have to look at what is it that can work in the long run mm-hmm. so that you can create a career for yourself to be able to earn to provide for yourself and your family mm-hmm. over time and for the team right we're not leaving out the team so it's not yeah, just yeah. like a one-man show yeah you need mm-hmm. to be able to support the team because the team is the ones that are supporting you they're watching your head but they're dealing with certain things for whatever right indeed mm-hmm. so often include the team but look at it as a business mm-hmm. not just as a hustle Speaking of mm-hmm. business, more and talk about things more, you know. 
infra- infrastructure wise and business wise. Mm-hmm. You are a person with a whole heap of titles that we've mentioned. I'm <laughs> sure you're having conversations with certain people about how we can improve the infrastructure and the business of music. So what are some of these conversations that you'll be having? It's a good question. Um, if I was prime minister, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I'd be looking at is how can we create a locally sustainable music business, mm. music industry, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> how the music business works, you write, you compose, you sing, you perform, whatever. There must be a way for you to get paid for your art and your craft. Yeah. Right? There are laws which govern that. Mm. Copyright laws which include mechanical rights and performing rights. Again, these are things that a lot of the kids nowadays are not even spending the time to research these things, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Mechanical rights used to refer to literally the mechanical reproduction of the song mm. so you sing a song you've recorded it you have the the plate the the, the acetate right mm-hmm. and you're going to press records and each mechanical imprint of that record mm-hmm. you would be able to get paid when that record is sold mm-hmm. right you have the performing rights which is if you really take it literally you would go out and you'd perform your song at a theater or hall or whatever and somebody would pay you to do so Mm -hmm. that now gets converted into an electronic format where you have the song and it's played by a disc jockey or by a jukebox or whatever the case is right and you would still get paid because your song is being performed even though it's not you Mm -hmm. yeah so song play on the radio you get royalties Mm -hmm. okay great makes sense sound like a cool cool idea right yeah Mm -hmm. problem is jamaican laws do not properly provide for the collection of mechanical and performance rights Mm. and royalties. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is we have to look at legislation. You have to be able to have laws that protect and govern the collection and payment of royalties to artists Mm -hmm. for their art. Mm. And that's through the mechanical and the performing rights of the songs. Okay. Okay. Currently, the law is not um, sufficiently structured and defined in that way. It's outdated. Mm. Right? It needs to be brought up to date. Okay? So imagine a scenario now where, and again, this is a fix. We're talking facts. We're talking reality. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have radio stations in Jamaica that don't pay performance rights, royalties. That should be. Well, they should be. They're mm. playing somebody's song. Mm-hmm. Not not only are they paying some playing somebody's song, they are charging an advertiser to spend money with them on their station mm-hmm. because a listener is listening to the station to hear because they're playing a song that, song. Mm-hmm. that is sung by Naro. Mm-hmm. Naro needs to get paid. Radio stations aren't paid. I mean. Uh, I'm trying to manage my language, but that's that's not right, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? You said fork like three times. I know, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to manage it. You know, you know my kids are big and grown and accustomed to hearing it, but um, that's not right. So mm. first of all, you have to look at what legislation needs to be amended to create a framework and a structure for the music business to be able to thrive and exist, and for there to be a system of somebody to create and own intellectual property 
and then benefit from the royalties due to them from the exploitation of that intellectual property. Mm. Mm. Legislative reform needs to take place as it relates to copyright and music business. That's uh, one. Oh, that's one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, second. <laughs> that's why and third <laughs> <laughs> i was just about to ask yeah. how possible do you see these things coming to pass actually happening very possible mm. um it's just a matter of focus mm. right so it is challenging when you're dealing with crime mm. as a national issue mm. it's challenging when you're dealing with job creation mm. foreign direct investment healthcare roads, infrastructure. Mm. There's a lot on the government's plate. Any government, I'm not talking the political part, any successive administration. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. So you can't do everything so they have to prioritize. Mm. What has happened is that they have not, successive administrations have not prioritized the implementation of the correct legislation to allow the music industry to foster and grow. Mm. Right? that needs to take place. And that is something that I would be advocating for to try and see if we can get some uh, revisions and improvements in the law mm -hmm. that will allow for us to have a domestic music industry where somebody can voice a song and play on the radio and they get paid, right? Mm -hmm. As it is now, mm -hmm. we don't even have some of the reciprocal agreements in place. So you might vi voice a song, right? Mm -hmm. It's playing on the radio overseas, you can't collect. Mm. because the legislation isn't structured in a way for the performing rights societies to be able to talk to each other yeah. to be able to, to assess and to be able to pay out to the artists mm -hmm. so th those things need to change one second thing is venues mm. again we've heard successive administrations talk about entertainment zones yeah mm -hmm. we're waiting right mm -hmm. most recently we've heard pronouncements that Jam World will be taken back over mm -hmm. by the government and that will be, you know, set aside as an entertainment space, National Indoor Sports Arena, a couple other places. That's great. We welcome that news for sure. That needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you also have to have venues for live music shows. Yeah. When I say that, meaning purpose-built places where the acoustics are such that you're, you're going to get a good experience yeah. mm -hmm. as a patron. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about a lawn. And it's just a football field and it just yeah. build a stage and put up some trust in and yeah, yeah. Uh, put fly some bucks. venue built with music being performed in mind. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that needs to take place. You look at you look at several, you look at Trinidad. They have performing art spaces where mm. people can go and they can listen to music being performed live. Mm. Right? Mm. I'm not gonna get into the night noise debate. Um, mm. my personal view is that Yes, people need to be able to sleep. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that as a parent with small children going to school. Well, it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> you, you, you can't have a bag of noise going on, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, there must be some provision that allows people that are in the music business and in the entertainment business to operate until the hours within which that business operates. Mm -hmm. why, why is it that we say, well, everything must just lock off at 12. What happened to people that just, they don't go to bed at 12? My brother Jeremy talked about dark circles around his eyes from he was a baby. Mm -hmm. He was just a night owl. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Just saw him born. Mm-hmm. Just never go to bed till two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Right now, when I wake up in the morning and I check my phone and whatever, and I'll message him and he replies, I'm like, all right, cool, you know, I'm going to go to a meeting now. He's like, cool, I'll go on to bed. <laughs> That's seven o'clock. Mm. I mean, he has kids and he has a wife, etc. His yeah, natural yeah, yeah. body clock is just programmed that Different. way. It's not mm. idleness. Why he's uh, mm. He just works in the night. Right, right. Right? Mm. So there must be at least a provision for people to be able to be entertained mm. and to be a part of an entertainment sector that goes until hours that accommodate and suit the entertainment sector, which is mm. not 12 o'clock midnight. Right? But again, I'm not going too hard on the night noise thing. <laughs> the venues have to be able to accommodate to allow for hours of operation that mm. are longer. Okay. Um, the final piece that I would add would be the linkages to other industries and sectors. Mm. Right? For example, how can we put ourselves forward as a tourism mecca of the Caribbean and people come to Jamaica again because of the reggae music and the vibe yeah mm-hmm. but you're at a hotel and there's no reggae band mm-hmm. or worse you're at a hotel and there's a reggae band and they're not Jamaicans that's a, that's that's a crime that, that <laughs> yeah. should not take place yeah. mm-hmm. right so we have to look at the linkages to be able to say okay let us make sure that all hotels have a reggae band to be able to perform because it's part of the product that people are coming here to, to experience. Yeah. Um, let's look at the schools, right? Maybe in India, you know, the schools may need to focus on, on coding because the kids may naturally be inclined to be writing code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, we have gifted kids in Jamaica that could, you know, write some bad code and produce some software and whatever. Mm-hmm. But we have a natural talent which is music. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a gift that we have. A natural export. Natural <laughs> export. Mm-hmm. Right? So then we should be harnessing that and saying, okay, we, we're not exactly too sure. For example, in sports, we're not exactly too sure if it's really the yam, but we run faster than everybody else. <laughs> Right? Something something night. Something night. We're not too sure exactly what if it's the African ancestry and the history Mm -hmm. and the the, the slaves that had come to Jamaica at the time. We Mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. But we do run faster than everybody else. So, Mm -hmm. therefore, in sports, we need to put the facilities in place. Mm -hmm. So, we need to build the stadium. We need to make sure that the tracks are there, etc. Why not do the same for music? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we see the benefits of them things that are happening with track and field. Exactly. Seeing how much. Benefits we've, we've reaped from them thing, man. Eh? Right. Mm-hmm. So just the same as you should be saying, yo, every school should have a track. Mm. Every school must at least have a football field for, you know, the kids to be able to learn and play mm. sports. Why why shouldn't every school have a recording studio? Mm. It's 2022. It's some computers and some speakers. It's not astronomical. It's so not just a music, pro- like music program, class. but like a recording yeah. studio. Correct. Mm. Correct. Because we excel at that. Mm. The, 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 the technology that goes into some of the amplifiers mm-hmm. that power some of the sound systems that play for big concerts came out of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. We had guys that were tuning amps and building amps mm-hmm. and building speaker boxes and cutting the box a particular way with a scoop angle a particular way to throw the bass out a particular way that other engineers came and studied and be like, wow, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we need to incorporate that in our mechanical engineering of our audio sound systems. Mm-hmm. So we have a natural gift and aptitude for that. Why doesn't every school have a recording studio? Mm-hmm. Right? So how do we integrate the music into the education system? Right? That's another part of it. Dance is another part of it. The world overcomes to Jamaica because of our dancing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Our dance dancing is now global dance right mm-hmm. so yes people have pirated bogla and all sorts of other moves mm-hmm. and now you're watching and you're you're watching you're listening to some afrobeat and you're like yo dance of the man them doing is the same thing that i see you know mm-hmm. ray ray squad doing at <laughs> uptown mondays so why not build on that i've always said for example why not have a a international dance festival in jamaica mm. bring all of the crews from Ukraine and Russia and Spain and France and mm-hmm. Italy and Germany and USA and Canada and met them have a dance hall battle mm. in Jamaica. A lot of people would argue that that's why they have Edna. Edna Manley. Edna plays this role. Edna is another discussion. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of politics in Edna mm. um, that needs to be eradicated so mm-hmm. that it can truly fulfill its purpose. Mm-hmm. But the concept of a an academy or a college for performing arts is a solid one, mm. right? There have been discussions taking place, for example, between UA and Edna. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not working, as I said before, it's just not working. Let's not, just acknowledge that it's not working. Right. And then say, okay, well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different ah, results. Corruption! <laughs> sorry, I'm going to clear that. Sorry. Right. So let's so let's look at that. Let's let's discuss that, right? Mm. Um, you travel sometimes. You get on a plane. You see two little bread on a plane. Yo, where the man they going? France to go and teach dance hall. Mm. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. We need to celebrate that. We need to endorse that because it's not every youth in the inner city going to end up being a lawyer. True, but he might end up being a bad dancer, mm-hmm. and he can go overseas and be booked to perform at a show. And forward back to Jamaica with a ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I just I talk about celebrating. Why we not have a dancehall hall of fame? Why don't we have a reggae, reggae hall of hall fame? Of Why fame? we don't have these hall? Why don't of we fame? have a reggae museum? Mm. Right. Again, people been talking about it. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. a new. It's not me get up and say we should have one. Been talking about it. Mm. Right. But we need we need to move past the talking now. We yeah. need to be, we need yeah, to get definitely. into execution mode because what is happening now is our culture is being misappropriated Mm. to an extent, but more importantly, the economic value of our culture is being, is going to the benefit of others. What do you mean exactly by misappropriated? You mean Mm -hmm. like co-opted in a sense? Yes, mm. uh, and, and misappropriate is not really the right word. It's mm. because you know we celebrate it. We like the fact that people love our music and yeah, love yeah. our or love our vibe and our swag and our style and all that type of stuff. So I'm not want it can't just exist in Jamaica alone. Otherwise, there's no point. So we yeah. want it to be exported, etc. Mm. Right. But we're not benefiting. We're not getting the economic benefits from it. Mm. Right? There's no reason why there shouldn't be as much of a demand for Jamaican dancers to travel overseas Mm -hmm. as there is a demand for Jamaican nurses to go overseas. Mm -hmm. Or as for people to go overseas to go pick apple on farm work. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So 
we talk about things like that. So that's now exporting the culture. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in order to export the culture, you need to be able to travel. You need mm -hmm. to have visas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there are certain categories of workers that benefit from uh, expedited services, if you will, to try and get them visas to go overseas for work experience or to, to learn or to get a job or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why not the same for music? Mm -hmm. Why why not have a a special desk at Jampro, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying this to myself because I sit on the board at Jampro, <laughs> <laughs> right? Why not have a special desk at Jampro, which if you're a legitimate singer or DJ, mm -hmm. right? You have a company that's registered. You have material that is known. You can show your music videos. You can play your songs. You have somebody that's booking you to come and perform, right? You should be able to go to that desk mm -hmm. and, and get some assistance to package your stuff together to go and apply for a visa. Mm. That's what I mean when I talk about the linkages. Yeah. That's how the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the new American ambassador that is coming to serve in Jamaica, it's a KC old boy. Mm. Mm -hmm. He's a Jamaican mm -hmm. in the US who has done phenomenally well, who's going to be posted here. You must can sit down and have a reason with the man saying, listen, yes, we know a bag of people have banned all of the visa thing. Yeah. Right? And then for just get banned, they must can't travel. Mm. But you have other people legitimately coming up that would like to go abroad and perform. Mm. Let's work with you to be able to export this talent because mm. there's a demand for it. And we can cut through some of the red tape and all that. Exactly. Mm. So that's their current. Right? And, mm. and, and, and when it comes to the red tape, too, one of the things, again, it's about legitimizing things and, and really showcasing that it is a business. Yeah. A lot of artists mm -hmm. don't want to register. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, tired for that about thing, yeah. <laughs> tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to really be a, a, a business person mm -hmm. and you want to be able to perform your art and make money from it, register yourself. Register mm -hmm. your company. Pay your fucking taxes mm -hmm. as an example. I don't think you can say it any more blunt than that. Right. Pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. Be willing to pay your taxes. File it thing properly. Okay, boy, last year I only made two million Jamaican dollars. Okay, fine. Maybe fall, you know, below the threshold. Mm -hmm. But if you make a five million, pay your taxes like everybody else. Mm -hmm. The roads that you're driving up and down, you're yanging on, is who paying for the roads? <laughs> Taxpayers, mm -hmm. people at work. Mm -hmm right and have a job and then pay tax and the road fix and then you're driving on the road pay taxes like everybody else yeah so true right so get registered <laughs> do the thing properly approach it with a professionalness about it mm. and also be willing to really collaborate with each other and with different sectors we mm. we can solve it together through the collaboration if it's every man for themselves and everybody just trying to get her forward then that that's not going to work which more time industry. it seems like, like that's, that's what it seems like mm. a lot of the time and that's mm. part of the problem in jamaica mm. Mm. right everybody in jamaica is a star mm. everybody wants to be the only star yeah right? they don't want to work with other people and say all right well you know what i'm a star you're a star you're a star mm -hmm. let's create something and we shine brighter Let's become PSG. I don't know if that's a bad analogy right now, currently, <laughs> since I'm just getting knocked out of the championship. <laughs> Collection has a Galacticos. This is my imagine. Let's <laughs> become a consolation. Yeah, but enough people have this national syndrome that I talk about. You know, they feel like you know, they reach to our levels and 
in a them community, them are the man and nobody can talk to them and mm. who is that guy over there? Me rule, yes and we are the king of yes and mm. yeah. Them thing them the thing that go on all the time. But if I ask you what do you think is the biggest untapped aspect of dancer right now? It's a big question. Mm. Um I think just the, the, the global acknowledgement of the influence that dance hall has had on popular culture. Mm. And the influence that it can continue to have. That's untapped. Mm-hmm. Right? When Puma comes to Jamaica and signs some people to some endorsement deals, it's not just because like we have great athletes, but mm-hmm. it's because again it's the rhythm and the vibe. Mm-hmm. Right? When you have a, a club in Europe that has decided to put on their uniforms insignia that is uh, reflective of Jamaican culture, of Rastafari culture, etc. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So that we're missing out on those linkages of how do we benefit financially from the impact that our culture, expressed predominantly through our music, has had on the world. Mm-hmm. That is an untapped era for me. We have the same in here called Care Don't Care. Yeah. We, we, we just bring up some topics and we say if we care or don't care about them. If, if we do care, we talk about why we care. Sure. Uh, so if you're willing to be a part of it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, Skilly Bane gets roasted over a new song, Wap Wap. Have you heard this gem of a song? Yeah, man. I've heard Zachary it. Zachary said. <laughs> Skilly Bang. So Skilly Bang is, is my very artist. lyrical. <clears throat> right, Skilly Bang Before you even continue, and we will big him up on the radio show that's to be aired Thursday. But congratulations on the, the new deal that he recently signed. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Yeah. yeah, man. So what do you think of this song and people roasting him and say, oh, I'm fall off and Yeah, well, you, you can't judge an artist by one song, mm-hmm. right? The song to me, let me say, had potential because mm-hmm. the way that it is recorded again back to the production mm-hmm. it's not on the beat the way that i would like to hear it on the beat mm-hmm. right so there's a ton of songs that are you know kind of gimmick and whatever it's one of those it have a little vibe to it but it just wasn't executed it's almost like if you took that concept but then went and executed it differently you mm-hmm. might have a very catchy hit because some people at least me will say oh what's the problem with a wap wap and why a song like Brute by Skeng Kanik. Yeah. And it may just be those little things that you speak about. Just the production yeah, quality. That's how you string it together. Right? It's still Brute by one nonsense, but it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But when, when I'm listening to wap wap and I'm like, okay, all right, I can see where this is going. And then it kind of like. And <laughs> <laughs> as a drummer, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah but it. it, 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 it the thing, the bar need to shift across a little bit because it don't line up with it. That's how I'm thinking of mm. it in my head. Right, right, right. It's the execution of it. But for a lot of people, it's not even just these songs. It's been a string of songs lately from him that has been disappointing in the eyes of his fans and North Dancehall mm-hmm. listeners out there that touted this brother for being you know, the next big thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it quietly in this mic again. <laughs> no, Production. Yeah. <laughs> it's he not were. just about two little lyrics and something catchy that really connect or whatever. The song has to be produced in a way that it makes sense. Mm. Mm. It has to be, it has to have a sound to it and a feel to it. And then no, not just that, but again, 
a real producer now mm-hmm. would listen to the song and say, no, but it, it's not constructed properly. Mm-hmm. This part, you're, you're spending too much time in this part. And those lyrics don't make sense. And it doesn't really bring you back to the explanation of that piece. Mm-hmm. There's something missing. That's, that's in the production value. I find it funny or confusing because this youth continuing to rise the ranks. And you'd like to think that there'd be more people around him to advise him. Yeah. But see, like, the more him arise, the worse the songs are getting mm-hmm. in the eyes of people. What's happening? I don't know, man. I've never had the, the fortune of actually meeting Skilly Banks. Mm-hmm. I can't comment. I don't mm-hmm. know the youth at all. I don't know his meds. I don't know who's around him. I don't know his team, his camp, nothing at all like that. But there's no doubt that he's lyrically gifted and with the right team and with the right management mm-hmm. and with the right production. production. production Word yeah. of the day. Yeah. You could get a lot more out of him. People must say a true ritical leaf from around him. <laughs> Jervis started the room. <laughs> Have you ever seen an artist that has had this sort of rise and like within a year or so people are saying, yeah, you're not a person anymore. Like, yeah, fucker. Well, yeah. It, it's, it's also the times, right? We talked about the instant gratification. And it's mm. also about the instant degratification. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no time for failure. Like if you, you you have to keep at it, you have to put in the work, you have to continue to deliver product, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't, then people just on to the next. You think that's that true. that's more so with the advent of social media? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because yeah. people, the people's um, you know concentration levels are super short. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily give something time. And again, if, if the thing isn't deserving of your time, then you're just going to move on because yeah. you have options. <laughs> you have other stuff that you can go do or to go listen to or go scroll around and fuck around on Instagram. And mm-hmm. So it, it, has to, it has to be delivered in a way that you're like, whoa, this moves me. This yeah. makes me feel a particular way. I want to listen to this again. I want to play it for my friend. I want to hear it in the car. Mm. If I go to the club or go to the dance, I want to hear it again. So that it, 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 it has some staying power, as the ladies mm-hmm. would like to say. Because even like the lyrics, as some people will say, Duh, this is basic lyrics and this no make no sense. But then you have other artists like Lali who do simple songs, yeah. but mm. it's catchy and it's about vibe. And produced. Well yeah. produced. Lali, rating. Yeah, me too. Rating. Right? Songs, they're, they're out there. They're catchy. People are gravitating towards them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not doing anything stupid so far. Right? <laughs> Um, I, I never forget once I was talking to Beanie Man and I say, yo, DJ, I don't understand. Like, it's like every song that you do, it just work. Mm. Like, h- how is that possible? Like, there must be some trick to it. There must be some, what is the formula mm. for it, right? <laughs> Beanie Man look and say, Adin, hit song easy for me, you know. <laughs> just sing a song that everybody can sing along with you. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, that's profound. <laughs> but, the thi- but it's as true. As simple as yeah, it may sound, it's right? profound. Sing mm. a song that everybody can sing along with you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you have a little thing, lali, short and tall, it's like, yo, people can sing along with mm. it. It's like, it makes it easy. It's repeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Think of a nursery rhyme. Yep. That's why nursery rhymes work. Mm-hmm. Because the kids can remember them and repeat them. Right? I mean... Oh. Kids don't get to the skilly bang level yet, but the kids not going to be repeating. You know, a Adam said repetition is father learning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. You, and, and listen, there's a lot of stuff that we also won't be able to predict 
predict in terms of the future, right? Things are changing. Mm. We're in a time now, it is driven by social media. Yeah. That's a reality. You have to work with it. Yeah, you can't yeah. work, you can't be, yo, social media thing is not really for me still. <laughs> well, you can't exist as an artist without it. Mm. But I know you have to think to say, all right, if it's a thing, how can I leverage it and make the best out of it mm. to mm. then give myself a possibility to be an artist with a long career Indeed. that I can earn from over time? I just say leverage it, use it as a tool. Yeah. I think some of them, them don't really understand how it is that they can leverage Absolutely. social media. Mm-hmm. I look at it as a tool as opposed to, you know, something where I have to put my life out exactly. there. And, uh, it, it isn't the thing. Mm. You've said it. It's a tool mm. to get to the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just like, you know, if I, have a, if I have a product and I come out with a new juice or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Radar might be a tool for me to promote and advertise that juice so mm. that more people consume it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not, my thing isn't radio. I'm just using radio as a means to an end. So mm. use a social media as a means to an end. Now I wonder if it's that you, you if you could take some of them artists that, at least some of the artists from yesteryear that mm. boss say a beanie man or Sean Paul and drop them and, and drop them in this era. Like make them come up in this era. Mm. Do you think that they would still, you know, be I'd, the I'd same answer, artists? I'd answer it differently. Mm. They're still they're still thriving in this era now. I know, but is it that <laughs> Like, say, take them from for them time, drop them this Honestly. time. They start from this yeah. time, yeah, from, yeah. from zero. If it is that they did know what they did then, then yes. Mm. They made good songs. Mm-hmm. Mm. They made songs that people could sing along with. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing that now, it will still work. Social media is just a platform to get you the exposure. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But you still have to have the content behind it. Right, Nigel Staff talks about it all the time. He's saying like you have to still produce a song in a particular way. The function. <laughs> That's theme word. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very interesting to think about, you know, because we we spoken about how you know, the people know, or at least the audience know, they seem to thrive on instant gratification. So that's why I even wonder mm. about that because it yeah. seemed like their want for content or the audience want for content has changed mm-hmm. because of social media. Like, them just want more, 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 more. What do you have next? What quick, have next? quick, quick, yeah. quick. as opposed to them time that it wasn't that That's feverish yeah, want for, sure. mm-hmm. for content like that. That's true. Mm. But then, you know, everything has a particular era. So if you, if you go back now and you say, okay, in Bounty and Bean's time or in Sean Paul's time, when they started, and their time is still now because they're still burning yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things were were different then. Okay, so what about the guys like in the 60s and 70s? Mm. They didn't have a digital recording studio that being their bounty had to go and record. Mm. They recorded in a different manner. They didn't have television. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? I remember Anthony Miller doing ER about 30 years ago and mm. watching Sit Down on My TV, JBC, TuneIn or whatever it was and watching, you know, entertainment report from yeah. back in the days then. Scatterlights never had that. Mm-hmm. They made good songs yeah. that people could sing along to. Mm-hmm. And that's how they made a career for themselves. So every generation have a different set of tools. Mm-hmm. It's about how you use and how you master the tools mm-hmm. to the benefit of your, your ability to exist and thrive as an artist. You said the work ethic too and the attitude, I guess, 
also adds to that as well. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a there's a a kid that I mentor, and one of the words that I continuously try to impress upon him is patience. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a lost art. <laughs> Right, it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, instant gratification. No, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Right, you. Mm-hmm. Back in my days when I was not married, <laughs> right, just three nights here under. Yeah. <laughs> um, you look in a girl. Mm-hmm. You can't just run up on her and be like, "Yo, I want your number," because you don't know later on things are going to go down. She's like, Who are you? No, patience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Approach her a particular way. Have a little conversation that, you know, get a little bit interested. Oh, this guy sound interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he made me laugh. You know, it's like has a good sense of humor. Approach her. Just jump in IDMs now, but approach her. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> Failure. Different times. Different times. Yeah. Yep, that's where it is now. <clears throat> Different times. Right. And, and, and yes, you're right. Different times, jumping in DM, etc. But if you talk to a girl, she'd rather a, a, a gentleman that's going to come over and compliment her and want to, you know, reason with her, maybe dance, maybe chat about something so that she can be mentally stimulated mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. You, you you're not going to talk to girl and she's like yeah all i do is i just check my dms to just see who's like you know <laughs> jumping in my dm no it's like no hey sup yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so again mm. as it's in football know your players mm. right know your audience you can't just run up on a girl like that. You have to have some patience. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't just jump up and be like, yo, I'm the baddest artist. No, have some patience and have some respect for those that, that did it before you. Mm-hmm. Learn from them. Text some talking. Listen. <laughs> right? Because that is how you learn. One type back in the skilly bing uh, conversation. Is it that him say it a work for him in some respect that we aren't seeing? Because we we were hearing him signing deals and mm-hmm. have the collaboration with Nicki Minaj, but yet still the reception from the general public is like, yo, brother, you fall. What is it that you're doing? Like, is it is it evidence to say that what he's doing is working and yeah. that you know songs and of this generation can work? Like that? Well, what he's been doing has been working to a point. Mm-hmm. We're talking about him now, mm-hmm. right? So that's working. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a hot topic right now. Mm-hmm. But again, how long will it last? Mm. Right? And there also needs to be a distinction between the, the product, the artist, and the management. Mm. Right? A lot of people miss out on that part, you know. There's a reason why th- there's a group of artists that had a successful run. And it was their management. Mm-hmm. Right? And one of those people aside from, you know, the legends like my brother Jeremy and Robert Livingston and other people like that, Mm -hmm. but one of the people that has done a great job as a manager is Ramesh. Mm -hmm. You can't discredit or discount his management ability, whether you say he's a producer or not, or he's a promoter. Mm -hmm. The The man has managed some artists and has gotten Shensia to where she is now. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a team, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Skillebang as an individual in his own head and so you know lyrically he has it he, there's there's talent there's serious talent there's a gift there clearly mm-hmm. right it's, it's, you have the song where mother said boy you know enough people 
you know, going to fight it down or whatever, but you're, you're truly talented and you have to believe in yourself and stuff in the intro, mm-hmm. right? But then it now gets to a point where it's like, okay, you mash up prep school football, you mm-hmm. played a little Manning Cup, mm-hmm. you did your thing in corner league, mm-hmm. you did a little major league thing, mm-hmm. you get signed to Arnett now. You go after deliver. How is that mm-hmm. matriculation process? How is that to matriculation, go? right? Mm-hmm. That is now when you're going to need a team. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need a manager. Because you're going to need somebody to say, okay, well, you know, you have forgot training. Yeah. Make sure you show up at this time. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut out this fast food eating. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to eat some of these is that things. where some, sometimes the intangibles <clears throat> come into play? Correct. Yeah. Guidance. And mm-hmm. that's why they have a tech talking. Mm-hmm. Skilly bang. And, I, and again, I don't, I've never met the gentleman. I don't know anybody around him. Mr. Right? Bang. <laughs> but the, the, the team that is around him now mm. knows he has done his part to an extent you know yeah he has shown his talent he has put out material out there on his own mm-hmm. and captivate people's minds to be like yo this artist bad is a long time since we hear lyrics like this it's different mm. right now now is the time for the team to rise mm. he has done his part he has shown that he has the gift of what it takes mm-hmm. to captivate people he now needs to have the management team show that they have what it takes mm-hmm. to take him to the next level and sustain him as a business that's where the, the marriage of everything comes together and work for a particular mm-hmm. goal and work well, exactly. hand in hand yeah mm-hmm. yeah Ritical Joshi joined EP to drop on their shared birthday, July 7, 2022. Care, don't care, I care. I'm looking forward to this. A two young youth. Uh, yeah, man. Let me say I do them thing. Yeah. Two young youth mm-hmm. whose music in which I rate. And I'd like to see more of these things happening as well. We see two top entities go out together and do a giant EP, a giant project and all them things there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see more of them things. Yeah, definitely care. Nice look, look, like we can't. There is no future of the business without new artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's no point in us tearing down every new artist. Yo, them artists lame and them not doing that. No, they are the new artists. Exactly. Is- we have realized that with the years that we've been doing this, like mm-hmm. we have to highlight the young artists because have they are to, the future yeah. of even what to. we do as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to, right? So we have to support them. We have to give them a strength. We have to give them a chance. We have to give them time to develop, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. sorry to go back a bit you know harping about Sean but that's just where a lot of my experience uh, lies I mean he's Years just one of the top selling saying, artists in dance all history it just yeah. happens to be right, yeah. mm-hmm. right? years mm-hmm. probably I don't know the first decade yo the man that can't perform okay patience mm-hmm. he stuck with it he worked at his craft mm-hmm. he's performing now <laughs> As we're talking, he's overseas performing. As we so speak. any artist that is here sitting down in Jamaica that don't get booked for no show overseas, mm-hmm. text I'm talking. Because mm-hmm. until you're getting booking and you're going on tour, to don't bother saying nothing about mm-hmm. nothing. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so the yellow yeah, part is just... Look. Yeah, definitely. That's a good look. And two uprising, well, mainly Jashi uprising, yeah. um... Ritical recently, I guess, rebranding away, purity. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I still hate know, that name. 
Uh, yeah, 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 don't go about that. I don't really. Yeah. Yeah. No, talented no. youth, you know. Talented, sure. super He's talented. Very super talented. talented. And Tell the people, I'm going to say, I'm right for Skinny Bird. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm Maybe I'm the lyrical one. I'm Skinny one. Yeah, I'm expecting to hear like good songs from mm. both of them on this project. I expect nothing less. I look forward to it. Um, I think I did reference this in a conversation that we had earlier. Admiral Bailey says Payola helped to mash up dancehall. Did you partake in any of this? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the mother goes like, yeah, sure, I did. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, do you agree with the sentiments though? You think that Payola mash up dance negatively all. affect dancehall mm -hmm. to, you know, to make it be at this state where it's I, at? I'd right? have to say yes, mm. for sure, because... If three of us voice a song and all of the songs are good, but you have the money and you pay for your song to get played and we don't have the opportunity, the audience doesn't know that. Mm. All they do is they just hear your song and they're just like, yo, that's obviously the better song out of all of them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I would say, yes, it's definitely contributed negatively to the um, democracy, if you will, of the music being able to, be given a chance, everybody on equal footing so that everybody mm -hmm. can be heard. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'd have to agree with that. At the same time, though, um, I mean, and, and I don't have any record of it, but there's there's a possibility that some artists wouldn't have gotten their stuff played if it wasn't for people helping to promote and pay somebody to play it. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that was a tool that was necessary at the time to mm -hmm. get it played. I mean, I don't know. And I mean, these things have been going on for, for decades, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think a, a lot of the radio disc jocks too are to blame. Mm. Because definitely. They, they have not necessarily done justice to the music. They, they play a lot like, you know, selectors in a dance where they're really only just playing for the forward. Mm -hmm. Back in the days when you had, you know, the Barry G's of the world, they used to break artists. They'd be mm -hmm. like, you know, it's brand new from, and play it and people listen and be like, oh, wow, cool. That's... So I think that the, the radar disc jocks have a responsibility to expose new artists to the listening ears out there and to give everybody a fair chance for sure. Mm. What was your relationship, you know, following up in the business back in the day with, you know, radio personalities are radio disc jacks. It was good. It was good. Did was cultivate a, them relationship? There's a mutual respect. I think they could, they could see and recognize that, you know, we really love the music. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a hustle. We really wanted to put good songs out there and mm -hmm. to hear them played on the radio and for people to enjoy them. So I always had good relationships. I mean, you know, you always have one or two little assholes that don't really want to work with you because maybe our next yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Killer Clark, them yeah. couple years ago on our platform, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, that's, that's also life. Like, that's not, you know, it's not specific to music business. Yeah, 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 yeah. In every arena, in every, every industry, you're always going to have those little nuances that you need to, need to navigate. Mm -hmm. Need so. Ah, what's up, Israel? What Beanie Man X's dancehall queen, Carleen and the Angel spotted partying together. Care, don't care. <laughs> Beanie really? Man, who, who you holding such a, And of course, we have to hold in high regard. Yeah, <laughs> the X's. Yo, I care. Yo, it's a good look. Yeah, of course. It's a That's good very look. cool. That's very cool. cool. I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. <laughs> I know I know you couldn't do that, Jobs. That's why I brought it up. But no, like, you couldn't do that. Really? The partying together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But why? <laughs> See, <laughs> why? So suppose, suppose I enjoy each other's friendship and there, there's a there's a cool vibe and there. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah shared commonalities. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's years later, so yeah, too big going. No bad if, vibes. If Beanie and Bounty can now perform yeah, on stage. A mashup versus together. For man, still, no, it's but, different. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's harder. Yeah, to, sure. But, but, but when you think about the, the, the seriousness and the bitterness of the rivalry mm, that took place over true. decades, mm. and, and importantly, not just the musical rivalry. Mm-hmm. It get personal to the women. The personal yeah, woman, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To be able to, to, to fall out of that and mm-hmm. be like, yo, all right, cool, that was then, but we are the icons. Right, we are we are who ghetto people need to look up to and say, yeah, you know these guys are giants in the industry. Mm-hmm. For them to be able to do that and you know perform at some fest and do verses and all that, you know, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yo, none of us, <laughs> no, that's none of us, no, it, none of us know how long we're gonna be here. You know, true. Mm-hmm. We think like we have like the next ten thousand years. Mm-hmm. Some of us might have fifty. And some of us might have five minutes. Tomorrow, not even guaranteed. Exactly. Not guaranteed, right? So what's, what's the point of all of the negativity mm-hmm. mm. and the negative energy and the fight against? Mm. Does that make you feel good? You'd feel good too. Yo, I have a bag of enemies out there, dog. <laughs> Yo, haters are real. Why? They're bad minds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make some friends. Yeah. <laughs> Collaborate with people. <laughs> co-create something different so that you just can leave a legacy yeah, yeah. Just do that. seriously just make some friends and, and if if me and you are not to really get along as bridges that's cool that's cool mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get along with everybody mm. you know but we don't have to be enemies we don't exactly. have to be arguing with each other about everything and contradicting mm-hmm. that's why even like young artists i never this young artists mm-hmm. i might i might give a critique or i might say yo i don't really like the song and interpret it as this yeah well yeah. you know then that's that's part of the strengthening too because mm-hmm. you know again you play football on our side mm-hmm. our coach going to give you some tough talking yeah and you're going to deal with it mm-hmm. and say you know i'm going to rise to the occasion and prove coach wrong and score the goal or whatever you it know, is that you analogy it, it's so simple mm-hmm. and yet still so like why everybody can't pre so? <laughs> I read you know? mm-hmm. know to coach them. I yeah. talk to the players them in other game. I was like, they want it's the, the same best for thing. you. They and sometimes the, the coach them get grimy without them talk to the player them too. Hey, yeah. I'll be a fuck crowd up on yeah. the field. Exactly. Straight up. Yeah. And more time they don't take it personal and take say, ah, oh, I'm gonna stop do that because I want to play better, I want to help the team. Exactly. My son had a coach like that, like he was strict. Yeah. Um, and he likes how he plays. But like DJ was just like, I'm scared because he's like so strict and he's always picking on me. I'm like, no, he yeah. wants you to improve. Mm. He wants you to listen. He wants you to observe. Like, look, do what you have to do. But yeah, he, he wasn't understanding at the time, but I could see like when you see someone with potential, you want the best for them. Yeah. And that's what he was. Sometimes them get the, the hardest critique. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially if a coach sees the most potential in you and you're the laziest one not fulfilling your true mm-hmm. potential. Mm-hmm. That's a hard work. Eat, eat, um, um, it beats talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time mm-hmm. for breakfast, right? So. I can play the, the, the footage. See it here? Yeah, 
of me have been in my damn city this year. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm like, look at them. <laughs> look at them. This is Carly's camera. This does show the Carly's camera better than DJ camera. So like, oh, that cleaner for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Clean. Clear the song to know. Clean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them know them baby them know them baby father. Yeah, Yo, this is nice. Course. Of course. They know. Yo, this is cool to see. Big them no up. No bad vibes. Big them up, you know what I mean? I think that's that just about does it. We have any big ups to do? Have any big ups to do? Oh, yeah. we would have to big up Bonnie. Yeah. Um, I just know her by Bonnie. <laughs> Khadija. There we go, Khadija. <laughs> um, we're big her up for winning her first trophy in Manchester City. Yeah, man. big, mm-hmm. big I do business. so big even though I shouldn't. Because <laughs> of the women's team, them don't do me nothing. Come I don't on, do, come I don't on. men's team, really. Yeah, my bad mind and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Khadija Bonnie Shaw wins her first trophy Big up Khadija Bonnie Shaw. In her debut season. Big up. Yeah, she's been a, 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 a blast. The whole onion bag all, all season long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Big her up. Um, yeah, that does it. Give thanks. You, you, you have any song yet? You're fine. Nobody gave no song yet? No. Exactly. No. <laughs> I'll show left side and ask you. Okay? No, left side is like our next absolute talented genius when it comes to the music. So I... Mm-hmm. I, I Defer a lot to him with certain musical mm-hmm. things, um, but I, I didn't. I couldn't reach him in time, so I, I don't really have any new. Your brother left artists. you hanging. All of yeah. that too. We should tell you from last week. The boy go and research. But all right, bust the youth's time. Mm-hmm. Javi, we are bust the youth's artist and song this week. You have, you have nobody. So this week I'm using Joe Grime, same pain. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Of course, DJ Mac Dynasty, the whole damn crew. Big up Joe Graham too. Here's some of CMP in here. Bag of feet, this man must sick enough for all those things. So New year, new gear, but pull us still a wear new clothes, get up here. Tell us so we not get nowhere. Mommy tell me from a look of you, so I never do here. No, I'm a one, so I can't compare. Alright, so that was Joe Graham, CMP. Mm-hmm. Big up yourself, Javi. Are you there? Yeah, I'ma put out some decent songs. Big up yourself. Alright, that week I'm gonna go with. Who's your overseas artist? Why thank you for asking, Javi. <laughs> in keeping with the spirit of International Women's Month, I swear I thought it was just a day. You know, you know about International <laughs> Women's Month. I don't <laughs> think that was one day. You know, <laughs> just say yes. Apparently, just say it's a month. Yes. Okay. Um, my feature, Kalira. Get it right, Virtue right. featuring Kalira, the song called High. Big up yourself. Like that song. Big up Virtue upon the product. Big bad producer too out there. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's your song called High. Blue dream, I'm daydreaming about Celia. You will feel from a one to come in here. Won't want your love just for tonight. But when I'm sober, baby, I'm all right. Only when I'm high. All right, so that was Virtue featuring Kalira. Hi, I hope I'm saying the name correctly. <laughs> All right, and that just about. Jeff, you know the song that we got? Jeff is a listening song. Yeah. Final song? Oh. That, that's cheating. <laughs> you can't use Lolly. Yo, Lolly Boss. 
Lali boss that. No. You from the TikTok? So I say I reserve it from you. Activate the calendar. <laughs> <way. laughs> All right, Jervis, I use Lali featuring Crystal Bang Bing. Yo, I like this song. I like this collaboration. I'm a read Lali. Congrats to him as well on his deal that he recently signed. Motia do big things. Big mm-hmm. up to yeah, Frankie man. Music as well. Lali, Crystal, Bang Bing. Black belly up when I up sliding, no face, no case, no stop the grinding. Hey, big boss the girl don't stop whining. Man royal bigger than binding. Money off a make non-stop grinding, and the dog them fresh, no bad mind thing. Hey, I saw we dog them, I step them rolling. Alright, that's Lolly featuring Crystal Bang Bing. We there try make a play. She still in a Jamaica. I, I still try make a play. I still try make some calls. I like to talk to her. I like her energy. I like what she bring to the thing. And that just about does it for Busted Songs of the Week. And that just about does it for the Fixed Podcast, episode 182. Of course, we have to give thanks again to our special guest, Zachary Hardin. Hey. Let me go through the list of titles again. <laughs> Investment management expert and music producer, founder and executive chairman of Delta Capital Partners, former deputy director of Tourism mm-hmm. Group, chief executive officer of SSL Growth, Equity Limited Farmer Selector. Oh, sorry. Still selector. Yeah, man, get it right. Board member of ja- <laughs> board member of Jam Pro, Masters League veteran, and Justice of the Peace. <laughs> there we go. Give thanks to Zachary for yeah, man, taking it was the time. Absolute home. pleasure. Really, really appreciate it. Man. <laughs> Give thanks. And keep up the good work. You guys are really doing a good. This this show is a big deal. Somebody asked if well, we went on another podcast recently. And somebody asked if you feel like we we'll get the credit or ratings that we we'll feel. We deserve and i responded yeah because like when we hear people like you and people of your stature mm-hmm. that has done so much in the business say these things mm-hmm. doing these well. the and to actually come, come on the platform uh, yeah, exactly too. not that the people them or even though many people them are beef now yeah <laughs> i don't like you know not that their opinions don't come but for here it from the likes of yourself mm-hmm. you mean only it's real man it really it makes a difference um it's educational it's inspirational it's motivational, um, you know. There's humor involved in it, and it's we need more of it. And you're mm. you're you're keeping it real, and you guys are keeping it authentic, mm. and that's what's important. So, really, honestly, big up. <laughs> Would have over two hours, and man has been here. Would he even give you a glass of water? I'm feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> shabby, shabby. See, they give thanks though. You're on your dance hall CEO vibe now. Right? That's the title now. Coming to the well, TEDx talk and everything. It, it, it was bestowed upon me, and so I'm working with it for now. See it there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'll never leave the music, and obviously you know, I'm doing other things, and I'm in finance and stuff. Mm. I'm not producing currently, mm. so I don't need a bag of people rushing me. <laughs> in the day and say, you know, it's, 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 it's happening already. Trust me, every day. Yo, hey, bro. I have a new artist. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean, G, yeah. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, I don't mind. Everybody has to try to find a way to connect with people, but I just want people to know, like, I am not actually a producer. <laughs> right now. Right now. You feel you might get that itch there again, maybe? Yeah, if 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 my plans come through with what I'm trying to do, um, mm. but more from an executive producer level. Mm. Right? I'm not I'm not talented like as a musician like mm. that. But I mean, with people like Left Side, with people like Jeremy, you mm-hmm. know, Bert, some of those odd names, Nigel Staff that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Sean is just other people out there, Dave Kelly, Tony Kelly, just all 
there's so many other people and the newer guys so the chimney yeah. records and stuff mm-hmm. um there's enough talent out there i just wish that i could help to facilitate that talent yeah. and provide a platform and a runway yeah. so that they can spend their time creating yeah mm-hmm. and really producing some good jamaican music I feel you'll be well served in that role, executive producer. Yeah. I feel so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that just give me an idea. You know. I think I'm going to put out an album. See there? Executive produced by? Yeah. That's a plan. Compilation? Yeah. That's a plan. I'm yeah. going to decide which producers I want to work with <laughs> and which artists. Mm-hmm. I got DJ Khaled it out and see that inspired by your time here at the fix. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people where they can follow you and the up forward inventors that you have that can um, tell them about. You can just Google um, you know, Zachary Harding, it's Twitter, Instagram, Zach Harding27. Um sometimes you can tune into fetdaysiradio.com on Fridays, 8 to midnight. I'm a DJ show. Not every Friday, though, because sometimes I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you soon hear some, some things happening. I have a few things in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned. I look forward to seeing Suppose them Suppose I have fruit. a party, like I can call it to come and DJ. See there? <laughs> I'm playing this Saturday at, at Weepo's birthday. See there? Oh. Martin. <laughs> so, yeah. No, uh, honestly, like, obviously I'm not, you know, DJing for money, but I just enjoy playing music. Mm-hmm. So with the right invitation, the right thing, not that I won't accept money. Hey, we're just, yeah, we just. Now I got to manage me. See? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been, been getting some some bookings. I mean, I, I went to Florida a couple, couple months ago and played at Dandy Shandy. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm ready. I mean... All have new new tune and everything and new dubs and all these things. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the beanie one I do road already. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out though. Give thanks. I want to say congrats. We mentioned the TEDx stop, yeah, but we have to yeah, big yeah. up on that because it's the first <laughs> Jamaican based speaker to be a part of that. No, so not the first, but the first to go to Aston University okay, specifically. Okay. There have been other Jamaicans who have spoken on TEDx before me. And Terry Carell Reed and there. I mm-hmm. went um that was really, really a good experience. Damn good look. Um, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's it's weird. Like, you know, you watch these TED Talks and you're like, oh, that's cool, you know. I wonder how that would ever happen. And then I got the call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to do it. Right, but again, being on that world stage, had a choice in terms of what I could talk about and mm. you have to come up with a concept you have to come up with something it's not just it's not a, it's not an interview you're not just talking about yeah. your life yeah, yeah, and what yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you have to put forward an idea that's worth spreading that's where you right? came up with untapped right mm. so untapped was the theme that they came up with okay. right um, and so I worked closely with Janelle Brown from my office who's my chief of staff big up Janelle Brown every time mm-hmm. um, and we developed what is now called the careful decision-making model. Mm -hmm. And that is decisions made with C-A-R-E that leave you feeling more fulfilled. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We're able to summarize it and say, with every decision, you have to realize when you're at that crossroads Mm -hmm. or decision-making point. C. That's Mm -hmm. a C. Mm -hmm. You have to approach it with authenticity. Mm -hmm. Bring your true authentic self to the table. Mm -hmm. 
then you have to assess the risks associated with the decision. Mm-hmm. Typically, we think of risks as what could go wrong, but we've remixed the risks in terms of what could go right yeah. and look at the upside of that and then to put the right emotion mm-hmm. behind that decision to be able to follow through. And if you can do that, you'll make better decisions, mm-hmm. which will lead to a more fulfilling life. That presentation yeah. was so cool and today's It was very thorough, it was very clear, and you had mm. like just humor in it as well. So. Thanks, Wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was pretty cool. A channel over 34 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Big, big audience. Yeah. Damn good look. Mm-hmm. As we say, we hope say, the investments and everything actually bear fruit and we're looking for. We're speaking into it. It is going to bear fruit. Yeah, man. <laughs> I w- we're going to see the thing improve. That's what we've been on. The, mm-hmm. the positivity. Positive. Except for the, the people that we hate on the but, <laughs> <laughs> but positivity and us, you know, trying to find solutions and having conversations like these, I feel, are integral in, you know, Absolutely. Finding those solutions. Yeah. Look, everything, everything comes back to mindset. Mm. Right? Yep. If you just choose and decide that you're just going to live a miserable life and everybody's against you and there's no opportunity in the world and your day is dark or whatever, mm-hmm. that is your life. Everybody bad mind me. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you decide and choose to say like, no, I'm going to do well. I'm going to live good with people. I'm going to have good energy. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to fail. I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to brush myself off and move forward. And I'm going to make the best of myself. Then that will be your life. So it's just mind over matter. It's just mind over Mm. matter. And we have to, we have to be careful about our frame of mind. Yes. Right. Just the same as if you're trying to be an athlete, you have to be, um, mindful of what you're eating mm-hmm. what you're digesting it's the th- same thing in terms of content mm-hmm. right be mindful of what news you're watching mm-hmm. be mindful about what you're taking in and what is influencing you mm-hmm. and your thought process and your decision making is it real mm-hmm. or are you just making that decision because you feel that like that is a popular thing to do yeah right mm-hmm. and i mean if i could if i could leave this discussion and this reason with one thing to kind of say i guess to the to the younger generation it would really be do your own thing right chart your own course Mm. right be a leader yes there's time to follow and there's time to learn from other people but don't just do something because you feel like that is a hype thing to do Mm. it's not gonna last it's not gonna work Right. Be authentic, be true to yourself, keep it real, be mm-hmm. honest, and try to live a good, clean, positive life as best as possible. Right. We're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. So See, eh? let the best of it. Mm-hmm. And take telling to. Take talk. Take talk. Give thanks. We can't pan a note. Let me give thanks again to Sir Zachary Harding. Respect. And are we that people we out? <laughs> All right, so that was our conversation with Zachary Harding. We forget to f- 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 plug ourselves. Why? We can't end the podcast and promote ourselves, of course. So, Javi, where can the people follow you on the social <laughs> media? Follow me on Instagram at Just Jobs and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Just Jobs. Don't know, so you can follow me, EDOT. On Instagram and on the Twitters and also EDOT. EDOT. N-A-R-O. Yeah, I just leave it at just that. Left wow. out the I am part. tired. <laughs>
Zaku out in Kanchat. Yo, shout out Zaku Arden. E D O T N A R O E dot Naro on Instagram and on the Twitters. I don't know, so you can follow us across all social media platforms at the Fix J A, Twitter, Instagram, the Tickety Talks. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Fix J A. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash the Fix J A. We can't forget to plug the radio show. Listen, tune in to us mm-hmm. every Thursday night on Bridge 99 FM, 9 to 11 p.m. 9 to 10. 9 to 10. Oh, may I, may I speak to all in <laughs> existence? May I get ahead of myself? Sorry. 9 to 10 p.m. Last week's show, um, last week's show went well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It did. And we have a, a nice show in store for now this week. So stay tuned. I'll be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. All the eye lights out there. This is the only avenue for now in which you get to see oh God, or eat Ari's anything. Back. Ari's back, but she's not on the podcast. Ari, yeah, she's not on the podcast. on the radio. She can catch her there on the Bridge 99 FM. You see it? Actually, tune in on the radio. Of course, I told things. my mom. Like, see, hello. Yeah? Your radio work. But she's like, oh, that's my girl. Yeah, Hercules. everybody run, come in and listen. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. Twins and DJ, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, more thing. Listen to mommy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, people. This on every Thursday night, 9 to 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. 9 to 10. Yes, on Bridge 99 FM. If you're not on the radio, if them things are outdated for you right now, the bridge99fm.com. You can listen there and tune in to the fix on the bridge. The fix is in. Stealing that phrase. Fixes in. Fixes in. <laughs> All right, people. I guess, yeah, this is our second ending. Yeah. We can't truly really end things now. Mm-hmm. Before but, I pass out. All right. Yeah, me tired. As you can clearly hear and see. We're gone. Kiko. <laughs>